0: This series deals with mature subject matter and contains offensive language and potentially triggering imagery. Any similarities between characters and real people is incidental and not intended. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another episode in our tale of mystery, insanity, and terror. I am Adam, the Keeper of Arcane Secrets, and this second series will continue to use the Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition ruleset to explore the cults, monsters, and cosmic horror that are set in direct opposition to our intrepid investigators. These 11 episodes are presented as an anthology, where I sit down one-on-one with the players to see if they can begin to piece together clues about the forces of evil while burning through their luck wrestling with their sanity, and trying desperately to fight for their lives. The players are all struggling against extreme violence, encroaching madness, and sinister kidnappings, and if a character does not succeed, the player will not be invited back for the next series. While it is beneficial to listen to series 1, titled The Deep Dark of Radiance, each of these 11 episodes are designed to stand alone, or as a piece of a greater puzzle. They all lead to the same place though. Join me now as I take you on a journey down one of the many roads to Amelia. It is Monday, November 13th, 1922, and the Great War is still a fresh wound on the minds of most people. The small town of Denison, Texas did not see all of its sons return home from the war, but life has had to move on. But for one family man named Robert Dillon, the world still feels like a cruel and harsh place. For he has just lowered the body of his brother Samuel into the cold autumn ground of the cemetery on the family property. It is a large cattle ranch that hugs the Red River about 30 miles outside of Denison, and he and his brother had worked closely to keep the ranch successful after the recent passing of their parents. A few days ago, Robert, also known as Ox by family and friends, sent his wife Mabel to accompany Samuel on a trip into town. There, tragedy struck as an automobile screeched out of control, hitting them both in the middle of the street. Mabel was thrown to the side and landed hard, but Samuel was run down like a dog. The car sped off as bystanders ran forward. While everyone there agreed that this was just another tragedy for the Dillon boys, no one could provide any details that would help hunt down the driver of the mysterious car. As an ex-Pinkerton, Ox Dillon is out for answers. His days in private investigation and the war have left him a man of action, but his hands are tied with an injured wife, two young daughters, a suddenly widowed sister-in-law, Sarah, and a ranch to run on his own, he does not have time to hunt down whoever it was who killed his brother. So he's made arrangements for the funeral, organized a wake at Red River Baptist Church, and tried to keep some normalcy for the sake of his family. But of course he can't just let it go. He's leaned on his three trusted farmhands, Hank, Diego, and Slim, for support. He's looked to Reverend Smith for guidance, and his wife's sister Margaret for help. And he's reached out to his old Pinkerton friend, John Redfield, to dig into which out-of-towners were in Denison on the day his brother was killed. The skies are grey, but it's relatively warm in this part of the world, considering the time of year. And as the sun rises high behind the branches of the old willow tree that stands sentinel over the family graves, Ox takes a deep breath and tries to show his daughters a kind smile to comfort them. But Ruth is twelve now, and Elizabeth is nine, so they are old enough to understand what death is, and that Uncle Samuel will never be coming home. They know it, and he can see it on their faces, and it breaks his heart. He just wants closure now, for himself and for his family, and as the funeral wraps up, he looks at the barren plot of earth that covers his brother's broken body, and he prays for rest. Little does he know that this will be the closest to rest that his family will ever have together again, and soon enough, rest will be his curse. For tonight marks the night where his family will shatter irrevocably during the tragic raid at the Dillon homestead. The funeral has just ended. There are 50 plus people standing around. Some have come in from town. Some have come in from out of state, including your wife's sister, Margaret. Everyone is walking through the plot that is on your own ranch. It's the family plot that is off in the corner of your own property. You guys have how many acres?
1: 50 plus acres.
0: It's close, but not very close. You you aren't able to see it from your own bedroom window.
1: It's a lovely spot along the Red River under a willow tree.
0: There are a number of graves that are there for the last few generations, aunts, uncles, your grandparents, and and so on, uh, and now your brother as well. You are there with your surviving family, which is your wife, your 12-year-old daughter, Ruth, and your 9-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. There are the three ranch hands, who are Diego, Hank, and Slim. They are your year-round helpers, and everyone is very somber, the sky is gray, and while it is... One in the afternoon, there's a chill in the air. The people that are there are all family friends. They're people that you've known for years. Some of them have seen you grow up. Some of them were a major part of your childhood. There are not as many people there as you would hope. We are just a few years after the war. And things have been not great around here since. Since your parents have passed away. And now your brother being hit by that car out in the street. The first casualty of vehicular manslaughter in Denison. And nobody knows how to handle it. They're calling it an accident and there's no investigation. There were dozens of witnesses and somebody hit him and drove away and no one recognized the car. There are a number of vehicles around, especially in a city that size, but most of them are recognizable and people don't travel too far from home. So you tend to know who the vehicles are and this was someone who was probably passing through. How does this make you feel?
1: I'm incredibly sad. Uh... My brother and i were close and and uh i'm just so angry i don't know who could have done this and and uh so i want to talk with everyone who who was present who knew my brother and and uh, i want to celebrate his life and and uh talk with everyone who attended and and see if anybody knew about this car and kind of casually mention it in conversation and and kind of see if anybody heard or saw anything.
0: Now, your wife was there. She was actually hit by the car as well, but she was just clipped in the hip and fell down, whereas your brother was hit squarely. Um, how does she feel about this?
1: Oh, she's in a terrible state. She's fine physically, a um, little sore, um, but uh, but any talk of it with her is um, just brings her back to tears. And so when I'm in the house with her, uh, with my family, I, we don't discuss it. You know, I know her part of the story and that's about it. But I, when I'm not with them, I casually discuss it with others and try to find out what I can without her finding out that I'm searching for answers.
0: Do you have anyone else helping you in this, in this search for answers? Any of the farmhands or anyone else that you are... Confiding in or talking to?
1: Yeah, I've got a buddy. Um, his name's John Redfield. He's a he's a local investigator with the Pinkertons in Denison, and so he's well. He's not a police officer. He is an investigator, and so I'm chatting with him and trying to see if he's got any connections or if he knows anything. And he's kind of the he's my buddy from from when we worked together in the Pinkertons.
0: He's not here at the funeral. He's looking for answers. He. Is trying to find out if anyone saw a uh, any details. He's asking around the community. Because as much as gossip spreads, people don't like to talk and get involved in other people's business. Yeah. Uh, so he's putting the appropriate pressure on the appropriate people and wondering, you know, are there any gas stations or places to fill up that would have had this car go by? Uh, and there must have been some sort of damage to the vehicle when this happened. Absolutely. And so... He is out and about looking for this, um, and so he's not, unfortunately, he's not able to attend the funeral. Which means that, like I say, there's a little over 50. This is a small turnout for a family like yours yeah. uh, with roots to this community. Now, you're outside of Denison a few miles, right? We're not talking five, we're talking 30.
1: It's a day, day or two ride in. It's a few hour drive.
0: So this is a cattle ranch.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Primarily, but there is a small area for crops for your own family and whatnot.
1: You yeah, we grow on an acre or two of stuff for our kitchen, and anything we have left over, we we share with with my brother's family, and then we uh, we share with the with our church, which is the the Red River Baptist. And you know, it's only a few folks who gather together, uh, but most of them are here for the for the funeral and.
0: Your wife approaches you, and she looks like all the color has drained out of her face. She's very upset. She's been upset and fighting back tears all day, actually breaking down a couple of times. And she comes to you and says, look, Ruth is not feeling well. She's very upset. She's old enough to really grasp what's happening here, and she wants to go home. I'm not feeling good. I'm getting a headache. I'd like to go home, too. Do you want to take Elizabeth and and head to the wake with everyone else?
1: Yeah, Elizabeth and I'll... Uh, We'll head there and why don't you head back home and get some rest and um, yeah, you and Ruth can just rest at home and and we'll be home soon.
0: You also have Margaret that can go and represent the family for a little bit as well if you want to take Mabel and Ruth back or they can just make it back themselves. They can find a ride either with Hank or someone else.
1: Yeah, Hank Hank will drive them back and and, uh, then meet us uh, a little late at the wake but we should be there. Uh, first thing with everyone else.
0: Alright. Heading into town takes a, a little while, especially getting everybody together. You don't want to be the first person there, but you also don't want to be the last person. You trust that the Reverend is going to be there opening the doors and getting everybody set up and and um, starting to say a few words and whatnot. It's not expected that you as family are going to be the first ones there. You've got things to wrap up here.
1: You yes, have... we'd like a minute by the grave once there's nobody else there. Just me and me and elizabeth and um we'll say goodbye to samuel and and, uh, then continue on to the church
0: mabel heads out with ruth and hank uh diego hangs back with you as well he's been working for your family for a number of years and he was relatively close with your brother and he seems to be almost more choked up than you are he just rocked by this uh very very emotional when you had gone off to war He was not drafted. He ended up staying behind and was very involved with the farm. And so this is, in everyone's mind, his home as much as it is yours. Mm -hmm. It's your ranch, but it's his home. Mm -hmm. And so this this was like losing a family member for him, and and he's quite moved. He's going to stay behind with you as well. But Margaret and Slim are going to move on with everybody else into town. Is there anything that you would like to say at the grave before we continue on?
1: Yeah, I just... <clears throat> oh Samuel, oh, someone's done this to you, and I'm I'm gonna find out who did. I'm not gonna rest till till I find out who's done this to you and and take care of it. I hope you rest well, brother.
0: Elizabeth just kind of stands there, mostly being patient and quiet, understanding that the adults are sad and and knowing her uncle has died, but not grasping the full ramifications of what that means, and so. Uh, when the time has come, you are going to head back to your car. What kind of car do you have?
1: Uh, we have a we have a Model T Ford.
0: And you're taking that into into town then? Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll take that in, in and
0: head over mm. to the wake. You are going to show up a little bit behind everybody else, and Diego is going to ride with you as well. When you get to the church, you find that there are uh, a number of people milling about. There are actually quite a few people that didn't make it out to the service itself that have come to the wake, that were not able to make it out of town, couldn't catch a ride, or were unable to get away for the majority of the morning. And so there's quite a few people here, and the church seems to be bursting at the seams. With you and Diego and Slim and Margaret, which one of you is going to be watching Elizabeth?
1: Uh, she's going to be with her Aunt Margaret mostly. Um, so I'll just talk with with her and tell her to stay close to, uh, to Aunt Margaret and, and uh, just uh, ask her to watch over her while, uh, while I talk to everybody.
0: There is a back room that they use for Sunday school and whatnot. And so she's familiar with this church. And, and this area and, and we'll feel comfortable back there. It's a good turnout. There are a lot of people and what starts off fairly solemn actually turns into having quite a few laughs and it does become a bit of a celebration. There are a lot of people kind of murmuring saying it doesn't quite feel right to have a funeral with or a wake without a drink. There are people that are coming and going all the time. Some faces that you don't recognize uh, there's even someone that uh, your brother used to run with back in, when you were in your Pickerton days and he wasn't necessarily around the homes that he went off and did his own, as your father called it, ramblings. And as he went off to do that, uh, he made his own friends and he got into a couple of shady situations. And every once in a while he tells a story that you know would make your mother gasp and, and your father roll his eyes.
1: <laughs> um, I'd like to ask Diego if he knows any of the people that I don't know since he's been around so much.
0: He knows a couple of them, but not many. I mean, Samuel didn't really bring his hooligan friends back around the ranch. He always had enough presence of mind to keep people away, especially from your mother, who would have looked down upon his cavorting and gambling ways at the time. So, But there are some people that show up kind of from all walks of life. This is a celebration that lasts well past sundown. Things are starting to get dark and cold outside, and yet there's still people that are showing up. How long are you going to stay open? The Reverend it tells you that you can stay as long as you want.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stay to the end once things start getting dark. Kind of when people start leaving, I'll be, you know, a third of the way or, or a third left of people. I'll probably head home after okay. that.
0: Are you going to leave anybody behind to, to wrap up on behalf of the family?
1: Yeah, I think Diego and uh, Hank can... Can stay on behalf of the family and and I can take Elizabeth and Margaret home
0: things are starting to uh, to get to I won't say they're winding up but they're definitely dying down and you're starting to look at the clock and seeing it's about nine o'clock it's gonna be time to start moseying on home here pretty quickly however you notice that uh, slim is, hasn't been around for the last 25 minutes or so. Um, now, he's a bit of a chain smoker, so that's not surprising that he would be out on the side of the road talking to the others. There's a bit of a parking area as well um, beside the church. It's it's really just a field that has got less and less grass every year as people are parking their cars there. But you do hear someone uh, come into the front door, someone that, it's not a voice that you recognize off the top of your head, but that doesn't mean anything. There's dozens of people here. And, uh, and they say, there's a fight out in the parking lot.
1: Okay, I'm going to rush out rush out there and see what's going on.
0: About six or seven of, of the men do, and everybody else kind of stays back. There's a large crowd of men standing at the doorway, and you see that, sure enough, Slim is in the middle of a fist fight with a total stranger. <clears throat> I'm going to call out
1: to them and say, What?
0: What's going on here? They're in the middle of a fight. He's not stopping to, to have a conversation, to have words. He is going to keep on fighting. And you can see, as you approach, that... They're fighting right beside your car, and the back door is open.
1: I'm going to grab a few of the guys from around me that I know, and we're going to go break up the fight. We're going to grab this guy, and we're going to grab Slim, and pull him apart and find out what's going on.
0: As you head up there, as you head up there, this stranger breaks free and turns and runs, just taken off through the cars, uh, heading towards a line of trees out behind the church.
1: Well, we're gonna let him go, and I'm gonna ask Slim what is going on.
0: He turns. And he said, "This guy here—he was getting in the back seat of your car. I came out here for a smoke, and I was sitting here and I was talking to." And he looks around. And goes, oh, shit, she's gone. I was sitting here minding my own business, and and I saw him sneaking around your car. And when I came around to
1: confront him, he was getting in the back seat of it. What do you think he was doing? Probably fixing to steal your car. Just what I need today. Uh, And I'm going to go take a look at the back seat of my car and see if there's any damage. Sure, why don't you give me a spot hidden. Okay, that is a 32 and that is a hard success.
0: Yes, you look in there and you see that there is actually a a scrap of paper.
1: Oh, Well, I will grab that scrap of paper.
0: And on the scrap of paper, all it says is, Amelia, October 13th.
1: Amelia, October 13th. No year on it? Just the day? Just
0: October 13th. So
1: one month ago today. So weird. I'm going to show it to uh, to uh, Slim and Hank and Diego and see if they know of anything.
0: Uh, they don't have any idea who Amelia is or what happened a month ago.
1: Sounds good. I will uh, make sure to show it to John um, next time I see him.
0: Slim is going to come in, and he's a little roughed up. He's got a fat lip and, and a black eye. Yeah. There was quite the fist fight here, but he's a little shaky on his feet, and uh, he's going to come in and sit down in one of the pews in the actual chapel portion.
1: Yeah, I'd like to do check him out, do a little first aid if I can on him. That is a six. That is an extreme success.
0: He only gets the one hit point. Even on an extreme, as you sit there and kind of help him put pressure on his face, and the reverend comes out from his apartment in the back with a slab of meat to put on the on the shiner. Uh, you, you sit there and talk, and he's just he's just livid. He's, that what an ass! What kind of man comes in during a wake to steal a car?
1: I can't believe it myself.
0: You are having a string of bad luck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's, um. Mm. I'm just gonna have to talk to John about it and see what he knows. You, you damn car thieves.
0: You think this was this is part of the
1: Could be, I found I found this piece of paper in the back which, which isn't my writing and wasn't there before and it says Amelia, October thirteenth, and I don't know anything about it.
0: Um the Reverend is still standing there and he says, We there's not an Amelia in town as far as I know, at least not not at this church.
1: Yeah, well I'll I'll talk to the authorities and see, but I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to be able to do anything about it.
0: Margaret is going to come in now and start to fawn over Slim, uh, who's got this this black eye. and What is happening? They say there was a fight outside.
1: It's okay. It's okay, Margaret. The guy ran off. Um, he was he was trying to steal the car, we think, and uh, but we scared him off. Slim, Slim saved the day here and uh save the car and yeah i don't know what's happening these days
0: i think that it's about time that we left
1: absolutely okay why don't you uh you and elizabeth get ready and uh we'll head home
0: and the reverend says i'm going to close up i'm it's time for everyone to leave if there are 'er ne'er-do-wells around it is time for them to to move on get their cars and themselves home safe
1: yeah i'll make an announcement to everyone and Thank him for coming and and tell them that uh, it's time to head home and um, stay safe out there. Why
0: don't you give me a uh, charm check to see how diplomatically you can do
1: this? (sighs) Wonderful. That's a 50, and that is not a success. So
0: you do hear a lot of people kind of groaning, and the festivities are still going, people are still talking, and someone else says... We're going to head down to the diner if anybody wants to come join us down there. And so you can tell that. You shutting down shop is a disappointment, but is understandable and people are going to move on.
1: Y'all don't have to go home. You just can't stay here.
0: <laughs> as everybody starts to shuffle out and whatnot, the Reverend shakes her hand and, and thanks everybody else. Elizabeth is tired, whiny, tired nine-year-old and is probably going to fall asleep in the backseat on the way home.
1: I'll pick her up and carry her to the car. Uh,
0: you're taking Margaret and, and who else?
1: We'll take all the guys since we're closed up. So Diego Hank and Slim will ride with us as well.
0: And it is a bit of a long drive back. It takes a couple hours. Um, by the time that you've decided to leave to the time that you show up, there are no street lights and you're operating with fairly dim. The headlights on the front of this so Absolutely. driving at night is as well as well as you know the roads it's a little bit more dangerous than we're used to these days but it isn't until you round the last hill before you start to see the glow and at that point you can see that the farmhouse is on fire your home is on fire and you are still ooh, three or four minutes drive away what would you like to do
1: i would like to drive as quickly as possible can i get a drive auto please You <laughs> sure can it's gonna be exciting oh 82 that is not a success
0: you end up losing control a little bit and uh and skidding around on the side of the road uh this vehicle on these back roads like this they're not meant for each other here and and you start to lose control a little bit but you're able to wrestle it back you can continue to go slowly or you can try again
1: we will continue to go slowly that after a scare like that we're as quickly as possible, but within control.
0: You pull up to the house as quickly as you can, and you can see that it is the back half of the house that's on fire. You look around and scan, and you can hear horses that are upset in the barn nearby. Um, they can smell the smoke, and they're they're riled up, but there's no sign whatsoever of, of your family.
1: I'm going to tell Diego and Hank to head to the barn. I'm going to tell Slim to stay with the car with Margaret and Elizabeth, and I'm going to run in the front door and start shouting, uh, for um, for Mabel and for Ruth.
0: You hear Mabel calling from upstairs. She's coughing. She sounds distressed. And you can see that there's fire on the stairs.
1: Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to run up it and I'm going to go get her.
0: Alright. Uh, I would like a dexterity check to be able to uh, get through these flames as best as possible.
1: 99. It's a 99. It's a 99. Can I push it? you can I'm gonna push it yep so I need to hit a hard success that's correct a 70
0: What what did you need for the hard success
1: I needed a 45 for a hard success
0: okay you run forward and you try to make it through you lose two hit points the fire starts to burn you badly and you're pushed back onto this side of the flames you're not able to make it through what would you like to do?
1: I'm going to run outside uh, and look for a lattice or or something to climb up to her window from the outside of the house.
0: The bedroom's on the back side of the house as well, so as you run around the house, you, you know that uh, there's not a lattice, but there is the well which has got a cover on it as well that you're able to climb up and get onto the roof outside. Perfect. So I'm going to need a climb check.
1: 51. I needed a 20. Can I do a jump?
0: The climb failed. You want to go get up and slip down. Do you want to try to jump instead? I would like to jump instead. Yep. Uh,
1: 20. That is a hard success.
0: Once you try to scramble up the side of the well, getting on top of it and and reaching up to the eave, the stonework crumbles a little bit under your feet and it's just not safe for you to do this. However... You do just jump up and grab it and haul yourself up onto the awning. Yeah. So you can see that there are three windows there. There's one to Elizabeth's room and two to the master bedroom. There's smoke and flames all around. It's the back half of the the house that's on fire. And so you've managed to find a way up here, but time is of the essence.
1: It's burning. Then I'm going to go to the master because that's what I can access and I'm gonna haul open one of those windows
0: sure enough it does open and you can see that Mabel is in there and she's on the ground she's coughing and is unable to control herself the room is full of smoke okay I'm gonna crawl on the floor
1: and I'd oh. like
0: a constitution check from you As you take a face full of this acrid smoke
1: uh that is a success
0: so you're able to hold your breath a little bit and get down, and it's, it's difficult. It's like opening
1: the oven. You you open the window, and you, you keep know, your face away, and then you crawl in. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: uh, you hit the ground, and you can see her off there, and she seems to be crawling out the door, calling to you.
1: Okay, I'm going to call to her, crawl along the floor towards her, and get her to go to the window and out and down instead.
0: Okay, and she is just going to grab you by the shirt. She's going to say, Ruth, you have to get Ruth.
1: Go to the window, I will go find Ruth, and I'm going to crawl along the floor, trying to find, head towards Ruth's bedroom.
0: You can see the stairs are on fire. The flames are working their way up into the hallway now, and you hear Mabel, who's, who's struggling to, to crawl back the way that she came. She's coughing and choking.
1: I'm going to hold my breath, grab her, and pull her towards the window till she is like half out the window. So that she can start going and get some fresh air. And then I'm going to go find Ruth.
0: She is... By the time you get her there, she's lost consciousness.
1: Okay, I'm going to pick her up and carry her out the window. And down and... I'm going to call for Slim to pass her down from the awning to him.
0: Uh, he's going to catch her, and she's going to start coughing in his arms. Very hysterical as, as she starts to regain a little bit. And the only thing that she can say is "is Ruth.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I'm back in the window and going... Another constitution check, please. Sounds good. That is a fail. I'm going to push it. That is... I'm going to use luck to push that to a 35, so I need to push it by three to make my hard success.
0: Alright, you are choking it back as you as you drop to your knees and continue to crawl forward. The smoke up here is getting thicker and you are starting to feel the heat radiating up from down below. The wood itself that you're crawling along is starting to feel warm.
1: Okay. Uh, want to go to ruth's bedroom and see if i can get her out
0: do you get to the room the flames are a foot away from the from her bedroom door when you go in there the flames are going to continue to creep down the hallway when you get in i need you to roll a spot hidden
1: uh 29 is a hard success
0: you look around and you know where her hiding spots are she likes to hide in the closet she likes to hide under the bed The hide-and-seek is a common game with your girls, and and you know where she tends to go. And you are able to run through and rip open the closet door and see she's not there. And over under the bed, and she's not there either.
1: I'm going to yell for her as loud as I can.
0: There's no answer. Okay. The fire is crackling, and and the hallway is on fire
1: now. I'm going to close the bedroom door, and I'm going to open the window i'm gonna crawl out that window
0: that window does not have a, a roof just outside of it so it's a full story and a half drop down i the will ground.
1: jump to the ground
0: sure give me a jump check just to see how well you land
1: Ooh, a 71 that is a failure
0: Okay, you land hard on your shoulder and take a single point of damage.
1: Okay, I'm going to get myself up as quickly as I can, dust myself off. and
0: Everyone else is on the other side of the house now. They're at the back. You're around the side of the house. You've jumped out the window. You can hear the animals going crazy in the, in the barn, but the flames don't seem to be heading in that direction.
1: I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to run around to the front to see if Ruth got out or if we know where she is
0: margaret is standing there with with elizabeth and it's the two of them staring there at the house that is on fire and they can see it and elizabeth is just crying uh in margaret's arms And Margaret looks up at you and calls your name, and she says, Ox, where where are they? I can't find Ruth, she wasn't in her room. At this point, you see Slim coming around the side with Mabel uh, in his arms, essentially dragging her. She's awake, but is coughing and throwing up just from the smoke inhalation. And she's got tears streaming down her face. She says, where is she?
1: I'm going to run back in the front door.
0: You have essentially the living room and the dining room that you're able to get into. It looks like the fire might have started in the kitchen in the back, but... It is spreading short of you going down into the basement. You can see everything. She's not there.
1: I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna yell for her.
0: Give me a listen check.
1: Ooh, seventeen. That is a success. Just a success. I don't have great ears.
0: You yell out and there's no response.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go back outside and ask Mabel where was Ruth?
0: Sleeping. She was sleeping.
1: She is not in her room.
0: I don't know. I don't know then.
1: Would I have known other hiding places in the house other than her room she would have liked to have gone?
0: There are dozens of hiding spots in, the, in a house.
1: So I'm going to go back around the side and I'm going to look to see if uh, Elizabeth's bedroom is on fire.
0: You see flames inside that room.
1: Is it engulfed or is it glowing?
0: You do not see legitimate flames. You see the glow from down here.
1: Okay, I'm going to go hop. I'm going to jump back up onto the well, and, or jump back onto the awning, and get up onto that roof and try and go into that window. Sure. Give me a jump. Uh, that is a 24, which is a hard success.
0: You're able to pull yourself up. The adrenaline is pumping now. You pull yourself up onto the roof and head over in the window and... You can see that it is just, the reason that you see glow and no specifics is because it's filled with smoke. And it's the, the smoke that is that is lit up in here. So you can't see through the
1: pane. Okay, right, I'm going to stand beside the window, open up the window.
0: The window's um, locked.
1: I'm gonna grab my gun because yep. I wear one, and I'm gonna use it to break the window pane.
0: Sure enough, you smash through the window and able to reach in, and I'm assuming you're going to unlock it. Yep. I need a slight of hand check. Uh,
1: that's a twenty-nine. That is a failure. That's twenty-nine. So let's uh, push that with luck, and that is going to be a. Uh, 19
0: so you're able to get in there not cut your hand unlatch the window and rip it open and the smoke is pouring out and you can't see in through the smoke from outside but I'm, you can definitely feel the heat inside the room
1: I'm going to take a big breath well I'm going to call for Ruth first and then listen
0: listen check please
1: yeah that's 74 and that is a failure
0: you still hear nothing
1: yeah. Okay, then I'm going to take a deep breath of nice clean air and go into the room and search the floor.
0: You can drop down and see under the bed. The flames have entered this room now. The walls and the door are starting to turn black as the flames are crawling up the wall here. You cannot get to the closet, but you can see underneath the bed and around in here under the little table that she has in her room and whatnot, and there's nobody down here.
1: Okay, well...
0: While you're down here you hear a gunshot and a scream.
1: I will head out of that window as quickly as I can and back to the front of the house.
0: I'm going to need you to do another jump check to get down off of here.
1: That I can do. 35, that is a success. So you lower yourself and are able to jump down and as you run around the house... I would like to draw my gun while I'm running around
0: the house. You can see Elizabeth and Margaret and Mabel are all there. Slim is running toward the barn. And you can hear Hank yelling from in there. Mabel is the one who screamed. And she says, there's a gunshot from the barn. And then there's another
1: shot. Margaret, take Mabel and Elizabeth and go to Samuel and Sarah's house. Get Mabel and Elizabeth out of here. Now. And then I run to the barn.
0: She is going to take the keys and get them in the car. She's got more wherewithal than Mabel, who's panicked and and coughing, and her face is smudged with black smoke. And, of course, Elizabeth is just... She's falling apart. She's in pieces. Um, That scared, quiet trauma that children have. One large eye peeking out from beside her mother's skirts. Margaret loads them up and starts to drive away. You can hear the car start to move.
1: I continue with my gun out and run towards the barn. And I want to stand outside the door, like on the outside of the door against the wall, and listen before I go in.
0: You can hear uh, Hank and Slim screaming at each other. And you can hear Hank very loudly saying, I don't know, it, it came out through the other side. There was... It was a a shot. I I barely saw him. It's dark out there. I didn't see him. The horses were... And he's babbling at this point, going crazy. Slim says, give me the rifle.
1: Okay, I'm going to go in, still with gun drawn, but not exactly pointed at Hank, because he's a friend of mine, Yeah, and find out what's going on.
0: There are a number of horses that are out of their pens, and there's no reason that they would be. They've all been free from the stables and they're out in the main part of of the barn here. And you can see Diego face down in a pool of blood. Hank is crouched over him holding a rifle up to Slim and Slim is grabbing it and heading towards the back door which is wide open.
1: I'm gonna run up to Diego and try and do first aid.
0: The moment that you get there, you see that the top half of his head is just in pieces.
1: Okay. I'm going to yell uh, at them and find out... Has anybody seen Ruth? No. Was she not in the house? I can't find her. I went I went to her bedroom and Elizabeth's bedroom and I went through the master bedroom and I can't find her anywhere. And Hank is going to stand up and say, what do we do? Y'all get the horses back in. I'm going back to the house. And... I'm going to leave that situation to be dealt with later. All right. And go run around my house and yell for my daughter.
0: There's no answer. As you continue to yell... There's no answer. There's now no clear way into the house. There is uh, those big double doors to get down into the cellar, the, um, but the entire house above you would be burning. And there's no reason that she would be down in the cellar. Well, I'm
1: like going to check anyway. Sure. I'm going to open up those doors and I'm going to yell.
0: There's no response from down below.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to run downstairs anyway. What are you
0: using for a light source down here?
1: Uh, there is probably a lantern inside the door because it's a basement and yep. there's no electric light. And I'm, well, there's are there flames in the basement like from the flooring above is there light coming through the floorboards into uh, the
0: base it, yes, but it is shifting, and it is—it's cons- a dull glow that is consistently shifting. Shadows are everywhere. Okay, you're not able to clearly see anything in here among the farm equipment and the shelves and the preserves uh, that are down here and I'm so on.
1: Probably not in the state of mind to stop and light a lantern to look if there is a little bit of light. I'm going to look. I'm going to go first and look to see if I can yell and call her and if she's going to answer first.
0: You don't even have to roll for this. There is no answer.
1: Okay. Well, then let's try to light a lantern.
0: Sure. You can light a lantern.
1: Wonderful. Let's... Can I look around and see if she's hiding in here at all? Give me a spot in. I would love to. Oh, that is a 95. And I'm going to push it.
0: That is a 100.
1: That's bad. That's bad. That's bad.
0: In the panic, you drop the lantern, and the oil itself splashes out, and a small flame starts to light. And in a moment of irrationality, the panic that is set in the adrenaline, you think to yourself, oh no, I've got to put this lantern fire out. Absolutely. And you just kind of run in a circle for a moment, and then remember that the rest of the house is burning down
1: above you. From the flame, that I, the fire that I've just started... Can I see anything? Uh,
0: There's no sign that she's down here, and or that she has
1: been. Yeah, wait, uh, I am going to run out of the cellar and let that fire burn.
0: As you come up out of the cellar, you can hear Slim and Hank yelling. But they're obviously yelling at the horses. They sound panicked and upset and under an extreme amount of stress. But there doesn't seem to be an immediate danger from that direction. Uh, And that's when the siding of the house beside you suddenly just blows up. And then you hear the gunshot.
1: Where is the gunshot?
0: Somewhere in the hills. In
1: the darkness. I'm going to run around to the other side of the house. Okay.
0: Is there anything that you would like to do while you are running?
1: Uh, yell for root because I still haven't found her
0: again the ground beside you just kind of there's a small explosion, dirt goes flying and then you hear another gunshot and you hear slim screaming out more
1: gunshots okay I'm gonna run around to the opposite side of the house I want to run around so that the house is between me and where I think the gunshots are as quickly as possible
0: and now you're standing around at the front of the house again and the house itself is just ablaze. you can feel the heat pouring off of it there's no way in now Everything in that house is gone. The flames are taking it all. And it's raging enough that you should be a little concerned about it jumping to the barn at this point. But it doesn't seem to have done that yet. It's cold enough out in the night wind that there may not be uh, sparks jumping between the buildings. But it's a real possibility. Uh, You hear Slim calling out for you.
1: Boss! Okay, I'm going to run to the barn as quickly as I can.
0: And there's going to be another shot in the darkness. I'd like you actually to roll a dodge. Uh, 40. That
1: is a success.
0: So you actually hear it go whistling by your head. And then dive into the barn. Slim is sitting there, rifle loaded and ready to go. There's another rifle. Uh, there's a couple of them that are up against the wall. that You guys have used in the past to hold off coyotes and whatnot. And so these are little twenty two p P-shooters. Right, They're not meant for any sort of real combat. Nothing like you, like you had in the war. Uh, but it's something. And Hank is making a run for the other ones over by the back door. And Slim says, who is shooting?
1: I, I have no idea. So I'm going to pick up one of the rifles. And uh, I'm going to say, let's grab a horse, get saddled up, and let's get the hell out of here. And I'm going to start saddling up the closest horse
0: as you are starting to do that you see that uh, Hank is peeking around the corner out the back door and he turns back and he runs over and he goes I think I see somebody laying down on the hill take a shot okay he's gonna roll over he's not a good shot and he's got some penalty dice but he's gonna go back and, and take a shot and, and miss and there's gonna be another shot that comes back and and clips him and Hank ends up going down taking four points of damage he gets shot in the shoulder and falls this is half of his hit points and is considered a major wound so he's got to roll a constitution so he's still conscious okay so he goes down screaming clutching his shoulder says
1: I've been shot I'm gonna run over and grab a piece of something and Tie it off quickly. Do a first aid as quickly as I can. And
0: Slim runs over and closes the back door.
1: Good call, Slim.
0: And starts loading up another horse as well for himself. He says, where are we going?
1: Samuel's house.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going over the hill to do it. I'm not taking the road.
1: Nope. Do it. Take the trails. Can I do a first aid on Hank?
0: Yep. That
1: is a 55... And my first aid is 60, so that is a success.
0: So this is going to stabilize him, right? And he's going to heal one hit point. So Perfect. There is sound, someone trying to open up the back door.
1: Okay, I'm going to haul him. I'm going to shoot through the door with my revolver.
0: I like it. How thick is this door?
1: Uh standard barn door would be 2x6s on 2x4 frames so I'm shooting through a 2x6 basically. But this
0: this is a magnum, right?
1: It's a 45. Yeah, Colt 45 Peacemaker. So it's going to have no problem with that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, this is going to be tissue paper. So you go go right ahead with this. Wonderful. Uh, Do you know where exactly you're going to be firing?
1: Well, if if I hear them trying to open up the door, they're grabbing the latch. So I'm shooting presumably a right-handed person. I'm shooting just to the what would be my right of the latch, which would be center of mass, generally speaking. Oh, that's a that's a one.
0: That's a one. That is a critical that's success. That's a
1: critical success.
0: Normally, what is
1: it? Uh, a d10 plus two.
0: So it just counts as 10. Plus two is 12. But now you roll another d10 on top of it. Five. So that's 17 points of damage. You pull the trigger. There is a scream that gurgles for a moment and then a thump on the other side of the door, and there's now no one pulling on the door.
1: I'm gonna pull Hank up to his feet and I'm gonna put him up on the horse and hop up and we're gonna ride out of there as quickly as possible and get the hell out.
0: I would like you to roll ride just to keep it steady enough because you're moving quickly and you've got Hank on on it as well, who's not in a saddle, so he is experienced. So there's no penalty dice on this.
1: Wonderful. That is an 18, and that is a hard success.
0: So he's able to hold on and stay conscious, and he's holding you. He actually reaches around uh, while you're riding and reaches for your colt. says, let me hold this with his other hand.
1: Yep, go for it. Don't lose it.
0: <laughs> and he's, he's, his head is on a swivel looking around for anything, but there doesn't seem to be any more gunfire. The house is burning down behind you. Slim is got his horse saddled up, and you can see that he follows for about a hundred feet, and then breaks off right. And you know that he's going to take some back trails there, just splitting up.
1: Yep, yeah. I'm also going to take some trails that aren't the main road there.
0: When you get about halfway there, Hank is going to say, "We, we got to stop. We got to stop. Hold on. You got to let me down.
1: Okay, I'm going to pull back. Whoa, and stop my horse and let him
0: hop down." And he's, he's injured. He's got a gunshot wound in his shoulder, And but he's going to turn to you and, and say, here, you give me the rifle and you take this. I'm going to go back. Go back? Are you crazy? If they're burning down houses and, they're, and where did they even come from? They must have come in a car or a horse. Is this the same person that ran down Samuel? I
1: got to go see. You're in no shape to, and I need to go and check on my wife and my daughter. We can't stop here.
0: Give me a fast talk to talk him out of it. It's going to be boring. But uh, he's going to roll an opposition, so.
1: That's a 77.
0: I rolled a 73, so you guys stalemate for a moment. And then he says, look, boss, if they can hit us here, they can hit us there. If this is the same person that hit Samuel, if this is the same person that 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 was lighting the house on fire, and we don't know what happened to Ruth, we may need to be able to get at least some idea of who this is. <sighs>
1: you're, you're right. And I'm going to hand him the rifle.
0: And he's going to hand the colt back to you.
1: How can you fire a rifle with one hand?
0: And he said, I, this will just be to cover my escape. I'm not looking to get in a fight. I just want to put eyes on these bastards.
1: Okay. and I'll, I'll let him go back and I need to ride on.
0: And he's going to head off kind of perpendicular to the trail, going through some of the low brush and whatnot to see what's going on and head up to a higher vantage point. See what he can see.
1: Okay. I'm going to hop back on my horse and keep heading towards Samuels.
0: And when you get there, uh, you're going to see that your car is out front. The lights are on and the doors are open to the car as if they just ran right out of it.
1: Okay. I'm going to ride straight up to the house. And can yeah. I do a spot hidden while I'm... Absolutely. Riding up to the house? Yeah. Ooh. Eighty-five. That's a failure.
0: You end up getting up to the house and there are no lights on it at all. There doesn't seem to be any movement coming from Samuel's house. His place is a little bit smaller than yours. It's only a one story.
1: I want to ride towards the back door. Okay. And then hop off, hitch my horse to the hitching post and uh, be ready to go in the back door. But I want to listen.
0: Are you going quietly?
1: I am going quietly.
0: Then I would like a stealth check before the listen check.
1: Okay. Let's do that first. Uh, it's a 76. I'm quiet, but I'm not really quiet because that's a failure. Yeah. Because I'm a little frantic, Mm -hmm. but then I want to listen before I go in the back door. Uh, that's a 36. Okay, that's a failure.
0: Okay, you sit there and you listen for a minute. You don't hear anything. Okay. So what do you want to do?
1: I go in. I go in through the back door.
0: The back door is locked, and so as you sit there and start to to pull in the handle, you hear Sarah's voice say, Now you want to stop what you're doing right now? I am holding a gun. Sarah! It's Ox! Ox. Oh, oh my god, thank God! And then the you hear the click of a lock, the door opens up and she's standing there with a shotgun, pointed directly at you. And you can see behind her are uh, Margaret and Mabel and Elizabeth that are all huddling crouched down in the kitchen.
1: What's going on here?
0: And there's I don't know. I, there's a fire? You can't find you can't find Ruth, and everybody else is there's been gunshots? There's
1: been gunshots. Somebody's after us. We need to get you all out of here. And go where? We're we're going to get you into Denison, and we're going to find John, and you're going to stay with him.
0: She says, oh, okay. Are we not safe here?
1: Well, you, if you ain't safe at our house, you're not safe here. So you're going to get in the car, all of y'all, and you're going to head... To Denison uh, as quickly as you can, um, but not passing in our house. You're gonna go. Fi- you're gonna go to John's house. Uh, hopefully he's home, and you're gonna stay there because that's the safest place you guys can go right now. And
0: she turns to Margaret and she says, "You drive, and I'll ride shotgun."
1: Perfect. I'm gonna take them all out to the car and uh, grab my horse because I'm going to. Make sure that they get out of there safely.
0: You get up to the car and everybody starts to climb in.
1: I would like to look around to a spot hidden to see if I can see anything as we're heading out to the car. That's a 67. I'm going to push that. Oh, no. I'm going to spend two points of luck to make that a success.
0: So you look around and, and you get distracted by the fact that the back tires are both slashed.
1: Um, I know that my brother has horses.
0: Yep, and Margaret is standing there, looking at this, and she says to you, can we not just drive on the on the flat tires? Which tire?
1: Which tires are... Which... Sorry, the, I'm asking the, you. The back two. The back two? Absolutely. Yep, nope, let's just drive on the flats, just take her slow, and, uh... Get out of here. And I put everyone in the car.
0: And uh, and she starts to pull away. And it sounds like this horrible grinding, crunching noise yep. as she goes down a bit of a gravel path. Now, it's left to get into Denison. But she takes a right so she doesn't have to go past your house. Exactly. She's going to go the long way. Perfect. What are you doing?
1: Uh, I want to get back on my horse and follow along because they're not going to be going quickly. I should be able to keep up with a horse, but mm-hmm. kind of off to the side. And I want to follow the car. For five, ten minutes to make sure that they're seemingly out of danger. And then I want to turn around and head back to our house. Okay.
0: There is no danger that presents itself during this this short ride. And then you're heading back to, to your house and not, not Sarah's. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I, I want to know what's going on. And so I want to head back a trail and quietly and stealthily to to my house and stay on the outskirts and see if I can see anything.
0: Can I get a spot
1: hidden? That is an 18. That is a hard success. I'm going to spend five luck points and push that to a uh, 13 so that uh, I can have an extreme success on my spot hidden.
0: As you are riding along. You actually see a silhouette up on one of the hills that is trying to stay low and is moving very slowly towards your house. And you can recognize the fact that this is Hank running low. He's silhouetted against the light sky. There's a full moon through the clouds, so you can actually see a little bit of his outline as you go. And he's moving parallel to you. Doesn't seem to have seen you, but he's staying up to the ridge and seems to be fine and moving slowly in that direction.
1: Okay, and I don't see anything around the house.
0: As you get up to the house itself, you see that it has not actually jumped to the barn. So the fire seems to be, for now anyway, without any wind that's blowing, uh, it is just the house that is burning down. And as you come up, you actually do see that there are tire tracks that have got the wet grass pressed down.
1: Not my tire tracks. Not
0: your tire tracks. Nobody drives on this part.
1: Uh, I want to go to the barn and see who I shot. Okay. So I'm mostly that way. With my gun drawn.
0: As you continue to go closer and closer, are you going... Are you staying close to the house or trying to stick to shadows? Or? Stick to shadows. Can I get a stealth check from
1: Absolutely. you? Absolutely. A 37. I'm going to spend two luck points to make that a success. When
0: you get close you're able to stick down to shadows you'll have to get off of the horse to get truly stealthy and as you head in towards the barn you can smell The house burning and the roar of the fire is taking over. As you get up to the barn, you see that the front door is still wide open where Slim rode out. uh, And there doesn't seem to be anything that's going on. It's the exact same as it was inside beforehand.
1: Is is there a body?
0: Yeah, Diego's body is still there.
1: Sorry, of the person I shot.
0: That's on the other side of the door. You're in the barn.
1: Oh, that's where I was trying to go. Okay. so To find out who I shot.
0: Okay, uh, you turn the corner and you see that there is a... uh, Let's click a man. Face down, you're not able to see exactly who it is. Yeah. Face down, wearing some sort of uh, cloak with a hood up. It's a black cloak. seems to have red trim on
1: it. Okay. I want to turn him over and take a look to see if I recognize him at all.
0: Yes. Can I get a sanity check from you?
1: 70. Uh, that is a failure.
0: You are going to take 1d3 points, which is going to be two points of sanity damage. As you flip it over and see your good friend, John Redfield, with a rifle clutched in his hand, dead with a hole blown through his
1: chest. I'm going to stare and shot what is going on. Um, I'm going to look for any clues. What is he wearing? Um, look for any clues on the body.
0: All right, give me a spot hidden as far as, uh, searching the body. Uh, 58
1: is a success.
0: As you are searching through, you see that he's wearing just his regular clothes underneath. And he's actually got a Pinkerton badge on his belt, which is standard for him. He's got a small revolver as well. And um, his wallet and his keys to his car, which is probably, I guess, parked around here somewhere. And he's got this rifle clutched in his hand. And the rifle, is it seems to be old, like Civil War era, almost a musket. It's a little out of place, but the thing that you do find on him is a uh, letter.
1: I would love to read that letter.
0: And the letter says, Ox, I'm hoping to catch you before you get back. I've discovered that there's a group that is out to get a specific bloodline, wipe it clean, purge it from the earth. This group wears black cloaks and red trim. Watch for them. I've captured one of their guys. He's currently tied up in my closet back home. These guys are weird, Ox. I don't know what to make of them. These guys seem to be gunning for your family. I was looking into what happened to your brother. Your brother was an accident. At the bottom, the last line is, Ox, it's not your bloodline, it's your wife's.
1: Well, shit, Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the letter. I'm gonna take his keys and I'm gonna grab the rifle and I'm gonna run out and yell for, I'm gonna yell for Hank and uh, tell him to come back and look for the car.
0: Well, if you yell for him, Hank kind of gets up and waves from on top of the hill. He's not looking to make a whole lot of noise, so he waves at you and then ducks low. He disappears into the shadow You assume he's coming towards
1: you. Okay. Uh, can I look for the car?
0: Uh, you rolled such a such a good spot hidden before that you know the car is not around your house. It must be out in the
1: hills somewhere. Okay. I want to go find it so that I can go to, to John's house and catch my family because they should be going slowly. So it's a couple hour drive. I should be able to catch them they make it there.
0: As you are looking around for the car and whatnot, Hank steps out of the bushes and he says to you, what's going on? Why are you back here?
1: I sent uh, my family to go see John, but John is here and dead. We need to find his car and catch them before they make it to John's house.
0: John is here and dead?
1: John is here and dead. And I'll take him over and show him John's body. John is here in a black cloak and red trim and he left me this letter and there's somebody tied up at his house and my family is on their way and we need to find his car and get there faster than they can
0: he says oh all right let me saddle up i'll help you look for it
1: okay and i'm going to knowing john i would have an idea of where he would his tactics because we work together
0: give me an intelligence check you'll get a bonus die on this wonderful to figure out exactly what he would have been up to that
1: is a four
0: absolutely you know that there's a spot that you guys would go to drink back in the days before the war before prohibition started you know that there's a a spot that he likes to go watch the stars he's been known to take a lady out there once or twice himself
1: a little hollow around the corner Yeah.
0: yeah and so chances are good that he's probably parked the car
1: there okay i'm gonna head straight there
0: are you waiting for hank
1: nope nope i'm just going
0: uh when you get there uh you see that there is someone at the car a dark figure that is moving around. It's got the back door open and it seems to be rummaging around.
1: I'm going to lay flat as I come up, and I've got the rifle. No, it's a musket.
0: It's like a musket, yeah. Is it loaded? It is. It's a 58 Springfield rifle musket. The damage is 1d10 plus 4. You have a range of 60 yards. Wonderful. The use per round is one quarter, which means that you it will take four rounds to reload it.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: The, f- the bullets is it has one shot. And then it's got a malfunction of
1: 95. I'm going to lay flat and I'm going to aim and watch and see from the glow of the car if I can see who it is. Uh, The car's not lit. The car's not lit. Okay. So the glow of the moon. Sure. (laughs) And see if I can know who it is or be ready to fire. Oh, how far away am I?
0: You're about 60 yards. Wonderful. Give me a spot hidden, but you'll have a penalty die on it because it's so dark.
1: Uh, 78. I'm gonna spend some luck. So 78, I need to use 13 luck to make that a success.
0: So you see that this person is rummaging around in the back and stands up and closes the door and then heads around behind and starts to lead a horse that you hadn't seen from behind and starts to get up on it and you recognize Slim.
1: Okay, I'm gonna stand up and yell for Slim. Boss? And I'm gonna run up.
0: Boss? And who's with you?
1: Hank? Hank's on his way uh,
0: over. And he's gonna curse loudly and grab you by the shoulder and say, quick, over here, into the bushes. And he's gonna pull you off to the side.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go with him.
0: And he's gonna hand you a scrap of paper in his hand. He's gonna say, you need to see this.
1: I'm gonna read it.
0: Can I get a library use, actually, to see how well you're oh, able to I decipher did. this?
1: Put some ranks in there. Ooh, a 29, that is a success.
0: It's scrawled in almost panicked handwriting. And there's drops of blood on it as well that you could recognize immediately. And this is definitely in John's writing. And it has on it a number of names and a number of locations. A lot of the names don't mean anything to you. And one of the locations has a date beside it. And that is the Ox Farmstead. And the date is today's date. There's another one that says Main Street. And is dated five days ago, which is when your brother was run down. There's another one that says uh, Amelia, October 13th. And the names that are listed there don't seem to be English names. They're English letters, but they're all kind of mashed together. Until it gets to the bottom, and it lists a, a few names, first names. And you see uh, the names listed out are Larkin, Randall, Sydney, Henry, and Richmond. Richmond is circled, and Henry is underlined.
1: Do any of these names jump out at me? As people I know.
0: Not at first until Slim points at Henry and he says, boss, Henry, Hank is short for Henry. Hank,
1: what happened in the barn before I got there?
0: I was out front with the others. I don't know. I know someone was shooting into the barn.
1: Well, John's dead. He's at the barn and he's dead and he was wearing a black cloak and he's got someone tied up at his house and my family is on their way there right now and I need to catch him. So I need to deal with this later. Are you coming with me? Yeah. Let's leave Hank here. He doesn't know where we are. Let's go.
0: And he's going to agree. He's going to go get in the car. You ride shotgun? Yeah. I, I will take this. What? Is, what is this? He takes the, the musket from you. That's
1: what I got. What does he have?
0: He's got uh, one of the rifles from the barn.
1: Perfect. I'll reload my um, my Colt with the one shot that so that it's full. Yeah. And put it on the seat between us. Uh, No, I'll put it in my holster so it doesn't slide around. Okay, so then I will drive and I'm going to head the shorter way to Denison Mm -hmm. um, to hopefully catch my family before they get to John's.
0: When you get to the fork in the road, the one that leads you down to the main road, you see that Hank is sitting there on a horse, waiting there in the junction.
1: I'm just going to pass him and tell him we're heading to Denison.
0: I'm going to need a fast talk if you don't want to look suspicious.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: He's going to call out and he's going to say, we're not done here, boss.
1: Look after the house. Oh, that, that is, a, is one. a
0: one. He says, all right, boss. Okay, I'll stay here.
1: I'll stay here. Perfect. And I'm going to try and catch my family.
0: And you're trying to catch up to them. So you're driving quickly. I want a drive auto check from you. Are you sticking to roads? You cutting through fields?
1: They're going to be on the roads. So I'm going to stick to the roads because I don't want to miss them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am taking the shorter route. Uh, That's a 67. That is a failure.
0: So, again, you're going to start driving along here, and it's going to get a little bit rough driving, and you know that you're not going to be able to help anybody if you crash this car.
1: Yeah, I don't want to go crazy. I want to go faster than they will go because they've got no tires on the back, but I don't want to be crazy driving. Chances
0: are you'll catch up to them before the outskirts of town? Yeah, exactly. As as is, but you're not going to be able to catch up to them before that.
1: Yeah, so. sounds good
0: you are driving for a while and slim is talking out loud trying to put it all together in his mind so so john was wearing a cloak because he's one of these guys so so john is john is one of these no where did he get the cloak
1: i don't know maybe somebody put it on him maybe he's one of these guys it doesn't make any sense
0: and what's this, what's all this about bloodlines
1: uh, i couldn't tell you there there's the names in the paper but it's not my wife's bloodline. None of those. Maybe these are the the bloodlines of the people in the cloaks. I, I've got no idea. The, and he stops. and says, "Okay, okay, okay.
0: What's the plan, boss? Where are we going from here?"
1: We are getting my family, and uh, and we gotta find someplace safe. We gotta go cops, or we gotta go to Margaret's in Arkansas, or what about Ruth? I don't know, but I, I can't I can't ignore the rest of my family. Maybe Hank can find her. Maybe she ran off into the darkness. Maybe these people have her. I don't know.
0: You continue to drive, and you, you're getting close to the city now, and the roads are starting to become paved. And as you get closer and closer, there's still no one out in the roads. No sign of them. And you get into the city proper, and there's no sign of
1: them. I'm going to go straight to John's house.
0: And when you get there, your car is not parked out front.
1: I'm going to park a block or so away and think. They're not here. We miss them.
0: Slim says, if they're in trouble, what are we going to do about it?
1: I don't know, Slim.
0: If they turn around and they go back, Hank's going to be sitting there waiting for them. Do
1: we pass them? Did they they crash off the road?
0: Okay, let's go back. We'll go slow.
1: I'm going to look at my pocket watch and think how long should it have taken them to get here.
0: This is really the first opportunity that you've had to breathe this entire time. Yeah. And I want you to understand that your daughter has gone missing. Yeah. I would like you to roll a sanity check for this.
1: Yep. Ooh, that's an 80. That's uh, not a success.
0: You're going to lose one sanity point on this as you start to panic. Uh, And... We're going to give you, not a phobia, but a deep-seated fear now. That something has gone horribly wrong, and for the first time in your life, you're entertaining the idea of your children dying before you do. You need to find them. This is going to make your decision-making process a little bit sloppier moving forward.
1: I'm going to turn around. I'm going to turn around and head straight back out and see if we can find them on the road anywhere.
0: Um, Are you driving quickly? Are you driving slower? Are you...
1: driving slower especially if any cars like if i see any headlights or anything like that i'm going to slow right down Mm -hmm. and see if it's my car uh but i'm not going to go quick too quickly because i want to be able to look on the sides of the road to see if they crashed or something like that
0: all right give me a spot hidden
1: a 69 and i'm gonna spend some luck four points to make that a 65 which is a success
0: you're driving along and you get about halfway back when sure enough you do see something shining off in the bushes on the side of the road the landscape here is the road is raised just a little bit higher above it so that in rainy season this area won't flood the road and you can see that down kind of off into the bushes among the trees and whatnot, there's a, a gleam of metal and as you slow down Slim says I think that's the car
1: okay I'm gonna pull over and hop out and grab my gun and run over
0: Slim is going to go much slower and keep an an eye out looking around on the road. Good. Uh, His rifle drawn because it'll have better range. Wonderful. And as you head down, you see that the front of the car has just been smashed right in against the tree.
1: I'm going to yell for Mabel and Elizabeth.
0: And there's no answer.
1: Uh, Do I see anything in the car?
0: You get up to the car and you look and you see blood.
1: How much blood are we talking?
0: A significant amount. A bad amount of blood in the driver's seat.
1: Okay. Uh, What do I see on the ground? In the car, do I have a flashlight or candles or any sort of... You would
0: definitely have a flashlight or a lantern in the trunk of of your own car. Yeah. Which would be this car here that you could open up.
1: Exactly. Perfect. I'm going to get that and I want to look around on the ground to see if I see any tracks or any...
0: You see a blood smear that goes off into the woods.
1: Okay. Boss, what's going on? There's a lot of blood, and it goes that way. I'm going. You follow me at a safe distance.
0: And he's going he's gonna to nod and duck low. I'd like stealth checks.
1: Five. That is an extreme success.
0: Well, he failed, so he's going to hang back a little bit further. He's not ducking low. He's kind of head up peering
1: around trying to see. Sounds good.
0: As you go slowly, you can hear that there's some moaning from around, kind of a thicket of brush in front of you.
1: Okay, can I listen? Yep. 45, that is a failure. Okay, I'm gonna head towards the moaning stealthily.
0: And that is when you see that it is Sarah on the ground and she is sitting there holding her stomach.
1: Sarah, Sarah, it's Ox! And she just looks up at you. Robert, what what happened? And I want to do check her for first aid. Sure. Oh, Katie, I'm not in the right frame of mind right now. So that's a failure.
0: Uh, yeah. As you pull her hands back, you see that she's been gut shot, and it's bad. And she looks at you, pale and weak, and says, "They came for us.
1: Where's Where's Mabel? Where's Elizabeth?" Uh,
0: they got away. They got away. They, they, they they were, they were running, and they were, and they were getting chased. And I tried to stop them, and they shot me. They shot me,
1: Ox Slim, I call for Slim, and hey. he comes running right up. Slim, stay with Sarah. I'm going to find my family. And he just drops to his knees. Oh my God,
0: help! Help her, Slim. He's, he's, stay, stay still. Don't move. And he's gonna stay there, and she's gonna point say that way, deeper into the brush.
1: And I'm gonna head straight that way.
0: Uh can I get a spot hidden or a stealth or what what are you doing as you go this way? A listen, what are you going for?
1: Uh I'm going to continue on stealthing. Yep. Uh so let's do that. Oh, that's a 99.
0: That's a fumble you were going nice and slowly creeping along and all of a sudden you lose your footing and what you thought was uh, a hill that's going up is actually just a bunch of tall trees in a ravine you lose it your footing and you slide down and you don't take any damage but you do land directly on the body of Margaret and I would like you to roll a sanity save
1: 85 that is a failure
0: you're going to take four points of sanity damage We're going to roll for an effect. It's a nine. Phobia. You gain a new phobia. We roll to find out what it is. You land on her and you see that she has been strangled. Her head is at a very strange angle and in the darkness even you can see the dark marks around her neck as you come face to face with her. You have this incredible fear of anything that has to do with um, strangulation or asphyxiation. A phobia now. Being strangled to death is very real for you. Because you've come face to face with her. She's not stiff yet, but you have felt the the boneless shifting of a dead body that has been strangled to death.
1: That's really terrible. Super gross. Yeah, I'm very upset. Uh, how long uh... Still warm. Still warm. I'm gonna skitter back and push myself along the ground away up until I hit a tree.
0: Yeah. And... You and you're gonna stay there for three minutes
1: okay and I'm just gonna stare at the body and hold hold my arms close while I shake against this tree
0: and in time you're able to calm down and wipe the tears off your face and gain some control over yourself there's no sign at all of Mabel or Elizabeth?
1: Um, does it look like she was thrown down the ravine? Like she, like are there marks down next to mine or near mine, or are?
0: Can you give me a track? Yeah, forty-six is a success. You see that she's been thrown down here.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to scramble back up to where I think she was thrown off and look around the area for more tracks.
0: Give me another track. Uh, 27. That's going to be another success.
1: Yeah, I'm going to bend two luck points to make that a hard success.
0: You definitely see a couple of of tracks. People have been walking here. It's hard to tell what. You can see women's shoes and men's shoes. There uh, are a number of different sets of footprints here. Uh, and you see a child's footprints as well. Chances are good that they come this way.
1: Okay, I want to follow those tracks and find them.
0: And if you step through the woods, I'd like another stealth. Or are you running? What, what are we doing here?
1: No, let's stealth. Oh, 67. That's a failure.
0: If you start moving through here, trying to be quiet, but obviously this panic has set in now. Yeah. Your family is dying. One person at a time. You're losing friends and family. Your, your home is gone. You've got Slim. And only Slim. And as you move through this area, you're making some noises. And you don't even realize that you're choked up. And like almost sobbing quietly to yourself as you go. And then all of a sudden, there's the, the sudden sound of a fire lighting right up in front of you. And a man wearing a black hood and holding a torch appears in front of you. Where's my family? You need to leave.
1: I'm not leaving without my family.
0: Your family is not yours any longer. They belong to us.
1: I need to find them.
0: Suddenly, two more torches light up—one to your left and one to your right.
1: I'm gonna take two steps back.
0: And they all say in unison, together, with one voice: "You need, I need to, to leave."
1: leave. I'm take another step back. Where is my family?
0: And they say in one voice, they are no longer yours. They belong to us.
1: Uh, They've got torches. Do they have anything other than torches?
0: You can see they're all wearing these big cloaks. Their faces are obscured. It is dark here. The moon is behind heavier clouds now. And there's a chill in the air. They are very, very still.
1: Uh, Right hand, left hand? Right hand. Right hand. So, okay. Uh, Stature of the guy?
0: They just seem to be standing tall Six feet, standard build As far as you can tell um, And he just seems to be incredibly still You can see kind of the hood moving Just a little bit, the impression of Jaws Moving as he speaks But that is the only movement you're getting from him
1: Okay, I'm gonna back Back out of the light into the woods And uh, I'm going to find us Shady spot and stealth Or hide And kind of out of the torchlight so I can see. I'm going to be loud as I'm leaving. And then as I'm a little bit away, I'm going to kind of stealth into a spot and see what happens with the torchlight. And then I want to follow them as they leave, if they leave.
0: Okay, so give me a stealth check to hide.
1: 30, that is a success.
0: So you hide around a tree and you lose sight of them for a moment as you duck down and hide. And then when you look up, you see that four more torches have lit in the darkness and the group of seven of them all seem to move together into one group and very slowly walk away from you
1: i want to follow them follow the torches but slowly
0: another stealth check
1: a 15 uh, that is a hard success
0: You follow them into a large clearing. And in this clearing, there are a number of large rocks that are littered around in a circular pattern. There doesn't seem to be a pattern to how far away they are or or if they're larger or smaller. But they are just rocks between knee height and waist height that are in this circular pattern in the middle of this clearing. And inside of it, there are a number of, of men in cloaks. There are at least a dozen of them. And in the darkness, you can make out the form of a child
1: that is being held. Um, I want to watch and see what happens. I want to see if anybody's carrying any weapons. I want to situate myself to a clo- one of the larger boulders that I'll be able to kind of... I want to see if there's a path of big boulders that I would able to move between and kind of situate myself close to the start of that Path. You're
0: looking for the like the mouth of the road, essentially. Through.
1: Yeah, like if there's a bunch in a circle, whichever one's look the biggest, I kind of move my way over by them and, so that I can work my way to the to my daughter if it's my daughter.
0: You rolled really well on your stealth. So as you are creeping forward, are you looking or listening or? Yeah,
1: I want to spot and because I want to know if they've got any weapons and then that.
0: Yeah, okay. so spot him.
1: Oh, uh, that's an eighty-two. That's a failure. So I'm going to. I'm going to push that. So I need to hit a 32. Oh, that's a 94. That is not a success.
0: You're going very slowly and you're being quiet, but in order to be quiet, you've got to really watch where you're stepping and get really low behind these. Like I say, they're at most waist height. Yeah. So as you're crawling through the shadow, your focus becomes getting close for a moment and and you don't see anything in particular and you are able to get about 20 feet from them this clearing itself is about 100 feet around so it's relatively small and these boulders are they've got about an 80 foot diameter in the middle these these large rocks so you're able to get close they're all 20 feet from you so they're not quite in the very center of it necessarily Mm -hmm. but there are a group there and you can hear them talking to each other
1: okay what do i hear 88 That's a failure
0: So you can only hear the ones that are closest to you As they're talking And they're low voices that are speaking And they're men's voices And one of them says We gave him his warning And the other one says And he persists Indeed he does Our man on the inside is still alive And the other, the captive We have not recovered him yet This man, this husband Is an issue Encourage him to leave us be And then another one walks up to them and says, The clock is ticking, brothers. We must go. And then you can hear one of them start to move towards you and a lot of
1: footsteps that are moving away. Okay. I want to stay hidden, but I want to be ready with my gun in case he comes near me. Um,
0: Yeah, he will end up passing right past
1: you down the path as well. Okay. I'm going to let him pass me by and wait and see what happens.
0: The others are moving further away, deeper into the brush, into the wooded area.
1: Can I see where I think my daughter's gone?
0: What you can see now is just a group of forms in cloaks that are moving. If that child is with them, then they're obscured by the cloaks that are moving in a tight pack.
1: Okay, and there was one person moving the other direction? That's right. Okay, I'm going to stealthily follow that person.
0: And he's going to walk into the woods, back to where you were warned the first time. Okay. At which point he's going to stop, and you're going to hear a voice that says... You were told to leave us be. He has his back to you.
1: Um, how far away?
0: 15 feet.
1: How far can I move? My decks, right? Fifth of my decks? Yes. Okay, oh, I think I will come up behind him and hit him with my gun.
0: Okay, roll to hit. He's not going to dodge. He's going to let it happen. Fight brawl.
1: Oh, 62. <laughs> I'm going to spend some luck on that to me. Make...
0: He's not moving. I will let oh. you roll this with a bonus die.
1: 12. A hard
0: success. The butt of the gun goes right through the back of the hood and hits something wet and soft and the entire cloak just drops to the ground as if there was nothing in it in the first place. And you can hear a wet, slimy, slithering sound from the ground.
1: I'm going to take two
0: steps back
1: and point my gun at it. Give me a spot hidden. Uh, 26 is a hard success.
0: You hear a wet voice almost bubbling and gurgling at you. It says, you were told to leave. And you see worms and leeches and eels and maggots start pooling out from the cloak. I'm running. I would like you to make a sanity check.
1: 67. That is a failure.
0: You have never seen anything like this before. This is a, a horrific situation. It tugs at the credibility of the world in your own mind. So three points of uh, sanity on this. And you see that it starts to actually get up and move again and it starts to coalesce into a large ball, this wriggling mass. And two two forms start to, to shape out of the sides of it and become arms with uh, joints or elbows and start to push up and you see a neck start to grow. But at the end of the neck, it just gets wider. And then there's a gaping hole that seems to be full of just nothing but darkness. And in the center of this darkness, you can see stars.
1: Yeah, I really wanna run. You can? Yeah, I'm gonna run away.
0: It is going to start to slurp after you moving. And it is surprisingly fast. As you move, it keeps pace, crawling along the ground, slithering after itself, leaving the odd maggot or worm wriggling in the dirt behind it where are you running
1: uh wherever i can
0: are you running back towards the circle or are you trying to get around it or uh, to get back to slim where are you going
1: my ideal is to get back to slim that direction um but if i can't get past it then wherever i can go just running
0: Okay, as you are running, uh, it's it's chasing you back towards the circle. Are you going to go into the woods to get around, or are you just going to head
1: back? Uh, I will run back. Just keep running. Okay. Um, Wherever the path of least resistance takes me.
0: You head back to the clearing, and there are no stones there. Just keep running. And there is no path on the other side of the clearing. The clearing is an, is an open clearing at the end of this path. Everything that you had seen before seems to be gone.
1: Is there, there's no path around at all? Whatever the- Oh,
0: well, it's open woods around the clearing. You can just take off into the woods.
1: Okay, whichever, you know, generally, whichever way I think slim is, and the car is, I wanna head in that direction through the woods.
0: Okay. I would like a dexterity check as you are running through the woods in the dark. This thing is coming at you. It is keeping pace.
1: Uh, 40, which is a hard success.
0: Okay, you are able to duck and weave as this thing is crashing through bushes and it is slowly getting left behind as you are able to move around a lot of this low shrubbery and, and bushes and whatnot. It has to go through it, right? So it keeps hitting it and then kind of morphing its way around the branches and through the leaves yep. and resolidifying and continuing to chase after you. After a moment, you do manage to catch up to where Sarah is with Slim. And, uh, and Slim looks at you and says, Boss, She's gone. And you can see that he's been crying.
1: I'm going to grab him by the arm and tell him, run.
0: And he's going to just stop and then look at you for a half second, pause, and just say, what? Run! Give me a fast talk, but with um, with a bonus dice. That's a 10 and a 100, but it's the bonus, so it's the 10.
1: Uh, I'm, <laughs> that's not, a 10 is not a success. Is it not? No, so I'm going to spend luck to make it a success. is a success. And he just jumps and starts running with you uh, after you. And he's calling out what? What? I can't answer him because I'm going to be... whatever I say is going to be crazy. I'm just going to tell him something's coming for us. We need to leave.
0: And he's going to book it after you. And when you get back to the road, what are you doing?
1: I'm getting in the car and we are leaving. You get
0: back to the car and and you scramble to the side and you can see Slim scrambling up behind you and there's no sign of whatever it was that was chasing you through the woods.
1: Alright, I'm going to get to the car and look back and I would like to see if something is following us.
0: Uh, spot hidden, please. Uh,
1: 24 is a hard success.
0: You peer into the darkness and you see movement but you can't tell what it is. It could be just your eyes playing tricks on you. But there's nothing coming out of the woods.
1: Okay, I'm going to take cover behind the the engine of the car and ready my... Oh, is there another rifle around just in the car in the front seat? Um, Slim should have one and we had another one. And
0: you have the, the musket.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to grab that and ready myself behind the engine pointed towards the bushes where I think I saw movement and ready uh, shot.
0: Okay, Slim is going to come up pull up beside you and he's gonna take a similar position with the rifle and he's gonna point it at the woods and look at you and say what is it who is it what's happening there is
1: a creature
0: like a bear
1: like nothing I have ever seen and it scared the shit out of me
0: and he just peers into the darkness he's trusting you but that's very strange and there's nothing coming out you can see headlights approaching Heading in towards town, so in the opposite direction that you were driving.
1: I'm going to put the rifle back as the car passes, but I'm going to have my hand on my pistol, just in case.
0: Slim kind of stands up as well and kind of tries to hide the rifle between him and the car. And this other car slows down just a little bit, and you can see a grizzled-looking man peering out through the window. As just drives by slowly, kind of giving you guys a once-over, and then he continues on into town.
1: Uh, anything else coming from the bushes? Nothing.
0: Not even the sound of birds or crickets or frogs. Slim says, "Boss, what are we doing out
1: here?" I don't know, Slim. I don't know. I was told by more of those people. There was at least seven or eight of them, and they told me to leave. They told me. Did you to... see? Did you see Mabel or Elizabeth? Maybe. I don't think so. I think I saw Elizabeth. But they took her. And uh, and I went after one of them. And, and this is going to sound crazy. I, I tried to take him out. I hit him. And he melted. melted. And then there were worms. And snakes. and And then it became a person again. And I know this sounds crazy. But I ran. Because I can't explain it, Slim.
0: And he puts his hand on your shoulder and says, It has been a hard day.
1: We need to come back when it's light,
0: and we need to bring a sheriff with us.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go into town. Let's get the sheriff and tell him everything that happened, and get folks and come back. And we'll get in the car and we'll head to uh, to Denison to find the local sheriff. Okay. Before we go in, Slim, let's keep the the worm thing between us. Okay. That. Uh, Let's tell them about what happened at the house and show them the letters and let's keep that part between us. Oh yeah. Okay, boss. Sure. Okay. All right. Let's, let's go in and find the sheriff.
0: In at the police station, there are a couple of lights on out front. There are electric lights in here. Definitely. And as you walk in the front door, it is not a large building. You can see that there are a couple of desks behind a glass wall. There's a a spot a chair where there should be a receptionist during the day to talk to people but there are a couple of just empty chairs empty desks there's nobody here at first glance until you see a man walk by one of the the deputies that you recognize you don't have a personal relationship with this guy
1: hey hey i i need some help what what can
0: i do for you are you all right uh, no i'm not all right and he looks at the two of you and he and he says you got a lot of blood on you
1: yeah Something crazy has happened. Uh, my my house has been burnt down by somebody. And then we were getting shot at. And there are uh, there's at least a dead body at my farm. And, and somebody and, has taken my wife
0: and my daughter. And, and he stops and he just says, look, that sounds horrible. Mr. Dylan, why don't you come around back? We could talk about it.
1: That'd be great. And I'll follow him.
0: Slim's going to reach out and catch your arm. He's going to say,
1: do you know him? He's a deputy, I think.
0: And how does he know you? I don't know. The deputy goes and he, he opens up the door and he starts to wave you guys what? in. Hey, what's what's your name? Uh, I am Deputy Larkin.
1: Right, right. Oh, I just forgot. I've got some evidence in the car. I got this letter. Let me go grab it. it. says, all right. Slim, do you know where I put that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, let's go grab it. Let me head out front.
0: And... The deputy's going to stand there and and say, "Uh, Okay, I don't want you going too far. I need to hear about this blood. Doesn't look like burn marks.
1: Yeah, be right back. I'm going to go up front.
0: And he's going to just slowly saunter through this front lobby towards the front of the building.
1: Uh, He's one of the names on the list.
0: And Slim's going to curse up a storm.
1: Let's get in the car like we're looking for something. You get in the back looking. And I'm going to get in the front seat. And then we're going to drive. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to slowly get in the front seat like I'm looking for something. But I'm going to put the keys in.
0: He's going to roll a psychology to see, the deputy is. Yeah. To see if, if something's going on. So. No, he, he buys that you are lo- you are digging in, into the car to find a, a
1: letter. Okay, I'm going to start the car and drive.
0: He's going to reach for his gun and he's going to start firing at the car. I would like you to roll a drive auto to try to uh, get away quickly.
1: 45, that is a failure.
0: Okay, so I just rolled a bunch. He got three shots off as you were starting to drive away. You're backing up and shoot. The first shot missed, went wild. And the second shot hit and and shattered the uh, back window. And the third shot uh, hit your tire. But it's a back tire, and it made you lose control for a moment. You sideswiped one of the other cars that are parked there, but you're able to keep moving.
1: All right, let's keep moving. I I don't know where to go, Slim. What do you think? There's no answer from the back seat. Slim? Slim, are you there? I'm gonna look back in the back seat.
0: He is slumped over, and he's bleeding.
1: Okay, I'm gonna pull into a dark alley, and I'm gonna check, try and check him out, and do first aid.
0: Give me first aid, check.
1: 45 that's a success
0: he's been shot in the neck and he is going to bleed out rapidly he needs more medical attention than you can provide
1: how far is the hospital
0: uh it's about a five minute drive from here
1: okay i'm gonna wrap his neck in whatever is there whether it's a sleeve or a, you know a bit of cloth that are in the back seat i'm gonna wrap his neck and not too tightly
0: the when you touch him his eyes snap open, and he starts to to gurgle and splurt and try to, try to try to say something, but he just can't get it out. He can't speak.
1: Okay, I'm gonna drive to the hospital.
0: Give me a drive auto if you're going quickly. This is gonna be close.
1: <sighs> uh, sixty-seven. That's a failure. Uh I can push it. Let's push it. Okay. That's only like call. I'm gonna push it. Yep. Nope. That's an 86. That's a failure.
0: You can hear him sputtering, and he's actually losing consciousness. While he was holding it tight against his neck, he's lost consciousness now, and his hands have dropped down into his lap. And he's still bleeding, and you can hear the raspy breath that are kind of wet gasps coming from the back while well, you pull up in front of the hospital. You are not able to stay on the road and go quickly. It's taking you too long to get there.
1: Yep. See he dead when I arrive?
0: It is impossible to tell.
1: Okay, so I'm going to pull up in front of the front door. I'm going to go on the curb. I'm going to get as close to that front door as I can. I'm going to yell and jump into the back seat and try and hold the wound and yell for somebody.
0: A doctor and a nurse come running out. and say, what happened? He's been shot! Help! And they, they're going to get into the back, and he's going to turn around to the nurse, start barking orders about you need to go inside, you need to get Harold, and we need to get a stretcher out here right now. And he's starting to, to bark orders. You recognize this doctor? Um, you can't, you don't know his name off the top of your head, but you've seen him around town. And he's he's one of the doctors that's been here forever. He's an older gentleman, and he looks at you and says, "What happened? Who shot him? What's what is this?"
1: We went to the police station, and Larkin shot him as we were trying to leave. And he sees the guns inside the car.
0: And he looks at you, and he steps back and raises his hand. He says, look, I don't want want trouble. You got no trouble for me. Just save him. And the others run out with the stretcher, and they grab him, and they pull him out, and you can hear him gasp, and the doctor starts to pull him onto the stretcher, and he says, don't you go anywhere. You stay right here. Don't you move. We got questions for you. Can I get a listen check? 16.
1: That's a success
0: you hear him under his breath say to the nurse and the orderly there he says, someone needs to get security right now.
1: Once they are a decent distance away I'm going to leave.
0: By foot or by car? By car. Where are you heading?
1: I'm going to drive and then I'm going to think. Okay. Um, You
0: are by yourself. Your friend has been shot in the neck. I would like another sanity roll from you. Yeah. uh, Things are getting out of control.
1: A worthy reason for a sanity roll. 57. That is not a success.
0: That is three points of sanity damage. How are you doing? 42. And luck? 15. All right, things are getting real.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And hit points? Uh, seven. Where are you going to go? Uh, I'm going to think through my contacts. Um... John's dead. My family is gone. Um, do I have any Pinkerton contacts?
0: Well, John was the number the, one. The number one, yeah. But you don't know who's there. there. Sure, there are guys that you know, that you've worked with, but John was your friend. He was yeah. your partner for uh, they're a while.
1: Probably, if the sheriff's in on it, the deputy, the good chance that everybody's there is in on it. And if John's in on it, then potentially everybody else all the other Pinkertons um I'm gonna go to the church yeah yeah I'm gonna go to the church where it started and find the reverend because that's you know seems like the only person I can probably trust and I'm gonna hide out there I'm gonna I'm gonna hide the car nearish, but so I can go on foot somewhere deserted and you wouldn't be able to find it too easily and then Head to the church on foot.
0: Okay. Can I get uh, one final stealth check from you? Yep, absolutely. For this, as you try to hide and sneak your way. What are you taking with you when you go in there? You had a bunch of stuff that you'd written down about, oh, this is what's on my person, right? Your adventure gear. That's the stuff in your trunk.
1: I am going to take a handful of 45 shells. They would be on my belt. So I'm going to reload the one that I've used so far. And I should have maybe two dozen on my belt. Yeah. That would make sense. I'm going to grab a handful of Winchester 30 30 shells cuz I got those and I'm going to grab my Winchester and I'm going to grab my knife, my hunting knife and I think my binoculars will be useful and I think that's going to be I've got a canvas bag with a f- random items, you know, um tempest, candles, bible, stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to grab that and my rifle and some shells and Hold my rifle, holster my pestle, and make my way to the church stealthily. 73. Not success.
0: All right, so you are a little bit wild-eyed and desperate as you move through the area now it is dark there are some street lamps that are out there but they're arc lamps they're not strong electricity you're able to stick to the shadows to a degree yep but it's clear to anybody walking by that you are running around with a bag over your shoulder and are you bringing the rifle
1: yeah i'm carrying the rifle my pistol is holstered
0: so you are running through the streets of downtown denison getting up to the church the church looks closed for the night. You would know that, that the reverend has a private door to his apartment in the back of the church as well. So yeah. So, are you going to the front door or the back door? The back door. And you sit there and bang for a moment. And after a second, you see that there's a light that comes on. It looks like it's a lantern that's been lit inside. It's moving towards you. And then you hear the reverend's voice. Who is it? it it's It's Ox. I need you to let me in. And you hear the chain for the door and then it swings open. And he looks at you and says, Ox? Service ended. wow wow Well, why do you have a gun?
1: And I'm gonna push my way in and close the door behind me. What's wrong? What is wrong? Is that blood? Everything's wrong.
0: Come in. Come in and talk to me. Come in and tell me what's happened here.
1: Uh, my my house has burnt down, and we we couldn't find Ruth. And then we we uh, there were shooting, and uh, and Diego is is dead, and uh, and then and John. John was there, and he, hes dead. And he was in these these weird cloaks, and he left me this letter. And uh, and then uh, the these people—they—they got—they got my family, uh, Rev. They—they uh, they got Mabel and and Elizabeth, and and Sarah. Sarah's dead, and so is. Uh, so is Margaret. And he's, he's just, stop,
0: stop, 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 stop. Sit and breathe. And you're going to tell me everything step by step what's going on. I'm going to put on some tea. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this. And do you want me to f- flag down the sheriff?
1: No. We went to the deputy and his name was listed in this, in this list from, uh, that I found here. And he tried to kill us. He, sh- he shot Slim. The, the Larkin, the deputy. I think he's in on it. I don't know who to trust. That's why I came here.
0: He says, okay, sit. Just breathe. Get yourself together. You gotta collect yourself till we figure this out. I will be right back. And you hear move to the kitchen. And you hear um, water. And he's he's gonna lock the door. Yeah. And he comes back out and he says, it is okay for you to put your guns away. We don't have... You don't need them in here.
1: Yeah, I'll put the gun within arm's reach, but against a wall if I'm sitting at a in a chair or, you know.
0: And he's going to come back and say the teapot is on the stove right now. And he puts down a pad of paper and he grabs a pen and an inkwell and he says, I'm going to need you to start going slowly. I'm going to write it out so I understand what's happening and so that I, I can ask questions. Because I am exhausted and you've woken me up. And sure enough, he's sitting there in bedclothes. And he's like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to get you help. And it will be okay, I promise.
1: Everyone's gone.
0: I'm sure not everyone is gone. And then he sits down and he asks you what happened. I would like you to roll a sanity check. So this is just to be clear and concise. This is not going to lose sanity if you get it wrong.
1: Yep. 94.
0: So you ramble for a while yep. and he's not able to get a hold of it and he keeps he keeps saying, now who's dead? And and you all of a sudden Sarah's dead and you hadn't spoken about Sarah being there and Slim was with you and, and you didn't see Diego and you shot a guy and, wh- and who was this guy that you shot outside the barn? Oh, that was John. And so there's this, this confusion about everything. Do you tell him about the creature you saw in the woods? Yes. And yep. he's, he's going to stop and he's going to put the pen down? And he's going to stop you. And he's going to say, I believe in many things. I believe that there is true evil out there that we have to hold ourselves away from. We have to guard ourselves against true evil that is out there. We need to be able to find the truth in ourselves and God's light. And there are demons and devils. I believe this. And I believe you. You believe
1: in the supernatural.
0: Well, of course. Do you not? Of course. So I believe when you say you saw something out there, and I believe that a man's mind can only handle so much, and what you saw can only be maybe maybe an aspect of hell or demons or whatever it is, but you are here now, and you are safe here, and you can breathe easily. I need God's help. And God will give it, but we cannot do this by ourselves. We are going to need help. You cannot stay in this church forever, so you need to tell me, Who's out there that we can go to? Who can we turn to? Well, where can we go?
1: I I don't know. We can trust the sheriff. He's he's not on this list. But but Hen but Henry is. That, that's Hank.
0: Do we know that?
1: Oh, I don't know that for sure. Do you recognize any of these names? And I'm gonna show I know
0: for... about five Henrys. Could could be any of them. I have a story to tell you, and I don't want you to be alarmed. And he's gonna take this list this letter from you and he's gonna look it over and he's gonna say now you live on the outskirts and you're not in the city as often as as I would like you don't always make it in every Sunday especially during the busy season it's busy but, but what you should know is a few months ago there was a man passed through town and he was talking to everyone that he could about a new way of of looking at himself and looking at the world around you that there are truths hidden in the shadows and some of us took him for a crazy person but some of us whose job it is to listen listen and he said some things he spoke of prophets and voices for gods that are blasphemous if you ask me but he spoke to many people in town and i do remember him talking to the deputy in particular and if you remember your good friend Hank was coming in to town every Wednesday for a while. We would see him down at the diner, passing through, and he never really gave us a reason for what he was doing here. And the reason I know is because he said that he was here to volunteer at the church on Wednesdays, but I can tell you for certain that did not happen.
1: Really? he told me he needed to be here every Wednesday?
0: I have to wonder. I have to wonder if these gentlemen were caught up in whatever this dark man's speech was. He had a look about him. There's just a darkness to his eyes. He's a man... Hank never mentioned a man named Reuben.
1: Not that I remember.
0: He said that he was heading up north. He'd seen things. And he was heading up north. And he was looking to take people with him. There's a special town he needed to get to. And he needed to speak to people. And Hank
1: never mentioned anything. What town? I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, I... I, Hank talked a lot. After a while, you you just tune him out a bit and so it's possible he talked about it
0: Uh. i have i have three questions for you yeah one you do not know an amelia this is her name twice now on pieces of paper
1: i i don't think so i don't think i've ever met an amelia
0: question number the second i have is do you have any other friends or family in town that you can turn to all of those people in the church tonight is there anyone you trust if you can't go to the sheriff is there someone you trust more
1: Maybe. Uh, I just don't know who to turn to, you know. But uh, there's probably one or two people who 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 I've had dealings with that I could probably go to. The sheriff's not on this list. He he might be a a good fella to turn to if we can get him away from Larkin. My third question is this man in the letter in john's
0: letter the man in his closet Mm -hmm. what of that do you know anything more
1: no i know what you know uh
0: is he still there
1: i i went to john's house but we didn't go inside we were looking for that's where i sent uh that's where i sent the family but uh but after getting this letter we tried to stop him so i didn't go in john's house i don't know what happened I just know he's dead and he was in robes and so he may be one of these people or or he may have taken their robes and and we shot him. I, I, I don't know. I just know he was in on the property in these robes.
0: I'm going to go get dressed. Yeah. And I'm going to head to the police station, okay? Just me. Yeah. And I'm going to pull out the latest census numbers and I'm going to look for anyone named Amelia in town, okay? What I would like you to do is go get this man he will die in a closet if he is tied up there. I can tell you, John Redfield's wife is not in town.
1: What if he's one of these... These... These things that become...
0: Not everyone is one of those these things. These crawlers, what you want to say, these worm maggot creatures. It must have been that the entire time. Did you ever see it as a man first?
1: Uh, it looked like a man, but I never saw its face... I think that you may be fine. And if he is
0: one, you've gotten away from one before. But if he is one as well, don't you think that we can't leave it alone? If that is a man, we can't have him starve to death. Now, I know that Patience Redfield is out of town visiting her parents for Thanksgiving. Which means that man is going to starve to death in that closet. Or he is going to be free one way or the other. But we cannot let him die. There's been enough death tonight.
1: You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll go to John's house. Far as it's John's house,
0: you make it on foot in about 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's I think I will do that.
0: And he's gonna stop you, he's gonna say, And look, Robert, my friend, you cannot go running around town in the middle of the night with a rifle while a deputy is looking at you and you are covered in blood.
1: Do you have any clothes I can borrow?
0: Absolutely, I will get you a clean shirt. I need you to wash up, you've got blood on your face, too.
1: Yeah. Okay, once I'm cleaned up, I'm going to head to John's place, but I'll leave the rifle here.
0: Do not kill that man.
1: I won't, unless he kills me first. Because if somebody tries to kill you, you just kill him right back.
0: I'm sure God would understand. And he's going to get dressed, grab his jacket, he's going to toss you some clean clothes, bring you a little basin with some warm water and some soap, and a towel is going to get you cleaned up. It's going to take about 15 minutes. And he says, I will be back here. And he's going to hand you his keys. This is the key to the front door. I have the key to the back door. We will meet here, back in my apartment. You let yourself in through the front. Okay. And Robert, do not speak to anyone. Just bring him back. Okay. And he's going to get up and and button up his coat, because it's cold out now. Yep. And he's going to let the two of you out the back door and pull the door closed and lock it behind him. And he he splits, but he stops and he says, Robert, go with God. Keep him in your heart. And if you see this, if you see another one of these things that stretches credulity, you pray and you run. I will. And he turns around and and he walks towards the police station, which is about 90 degrees in the direction. He's got to go south. You've got to go west.
1: Sounds good. Is there an easily accessible cross nearby that I can take with me that's like a, you know, something that... (laughs)
0: yeah you you would grab a crucifix on the way out yeah. some yes you yeah can do
1: that, uh, pop sure. it pop it in my bag or my inside jacket pocket or something sure. like that,
0: and you are now moving through the streets towards John's house.
1: I will walk purposely but not unusually,
0: all right, just
1: if- out for a walk.
0: It has got to be 3 a.m. at this point, And it's bitterly cold. There are not many people out. This is really the first chill of winter that is coming through now. And there will probably be frost on the ground in the morning. You can see John's house. You come up on it and it's a, it's on the corner. So you can see kind of into the backyard area a little bit. Um, are you going to walk around to the front door?
1: Uh, no, I'll head to the back. I would. John's a good friend. I would know if, if he had... A, well, it's probably not locked because it's 1922... Yeah. There's a good possibility he leaves the back door unlocked. Or a He's a Pinkerton. Around. He probably oh. doesn't. He probably doesn't. I probably know if there's a key around.
0: Yeah. Give me an intelligence check.
1: Yeah. Uh, 70. That's a success.
0: So, yes, absolutely. You know where a key would be kept. You know him well enough. Yeah. So uh, you've managed to find it under a loose stone. You've got kind of a, a bunch of mismatched stones that, that lead from the gate up a couple of stairs up to the back door. And uh, one of these stones is loose and has a key underneath it, so... Wonderful. You can let yourself in the back.
1: I would like to do that stealthily.
0: Sure. Roll the stealth.
1: Oh, 74. Nope. That's not a success. So, not so stealthily.
0: Uh, You move in, and that door is just a little bit heavier than you expect, and it kind of slams shut behind you.
1: Yeah. Letter said it was in his man in his closet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once I'm in the door... I want to do a listen. Thirty-three, not a success.
0: Not a success. So you don't hear anything. You're you're not pretty quiet, but you don't hear anything either. It's just still
1: in this house.
0: You know that there's a pantry. I'm trying to think about where closets are. There's a pantry. There's a front hall closet, and there are three bedrooms upstairs, each with a closet.
1: I will check the closest. Well, that'd be the pantry the coming pantry. in through the kitchen. Yeah, I'm gonna have my gun out and mm. ready. I'm gonna listen at each closet. Uh, before I open uh, and then I will open and check. Okay. Uh, that is a 27. Uh, it's not a success.
0: There's nothing, nothing. that you can hear. Okay. okay, I'll open the door. This is the pantry and it's empty. It's a pantry. There are a couple of shelves with some boxes of food on it.
1: Okay, I'll go check the front hall closet and listen. 43, uh, no.
0: Again, nothing you can hear
1: yep open it up
0: and inside you see some jackets and some boots and an umbrella
1: okay I will make my way upstairs
0: you get to the bottom of the stairs and look up and there's a figure standing at the top of the stairs I'd like you to roll a sanity uh,
1: 49 so I'm gonna spend luck on that uh, so that's seven that is a success my first sanity success <laughs>
0: You jump, it startles you for a moment, and you reach for your gun, but you don't panic. And all of a sudden, the figure turns and runs.
1: I'm going to run up after it.
0: You hear a door slam upstairs.
1: I'm going to get to the top of the stairs.
0: And in the hallway, there are six doors. Three of them are closed, three of them are open. You have been up here a couple of times. You know where the bedrooms are. You know that there are three bedrooms. One of the doors leads to stairs up to an attic. And one of them leads to a bathroom. There's also the linen closet as well.
1: Okay. Uh, let's... So there's three doors that are closed. Yeah. Bedroom.
0: Well, you can see that two bedrooms are open and the door to the attic is open.
1: Okay. So a bedroom and a closet and the bathroom are closed. That's right. Um,
0: it is dark in here and you cannot see well at all.
1: Are there electric lights?
0: There are electric lights here.
1: Can I flick on a hallway light switch?
0: Absolutely. It flickers in and then holds.
1: I'm going to open the door to the bedroom with my gun drawn. Uh, kick the door. That'd be a strength check. Yeah, it would. Let's try kicking the door open.
0: Sure. Give me a strength check. You're going to need a hard success on this.
1: Oh, it's a 91.
0: You kick at the door and it does give a little bit, but you hear the door crack, which means you'll be able to bust through it relatively easy when you try again, but for now it's still closed.
1: Hey, right, let's try again. Uh, Twenty-eight.
0: It splinters and flies open, and this is one of the guest bedrooms up here. And you see that at first glance, it's empty.
1: Can I look harder than first glance? Yep, yeah, you
0: can do a spot hidden.
1: Oh, that is a fumble. That is a ninety-seven. Can I push? Yeah. Eighty-five. Eighty-five.
0: What's your? What did you need for a
1: uh, for a hard success?
0: Thirty-two. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, fail, not a fumble, but is. yeah.
0: So, as you are in there looking around, you don't see anything in the shadows. You spin around the bed, pointing your gun at the ground, and you see that there's a shape there. And the gun goes off
1: in your hand.
0: And shoots a pillow lying on the ground.
1: Do I hear anything after my shot?
0: Your ears are ringing. Oh, my ears are ringing. So, you, would, you can try to listen if you'd like, but you gotta use a penalty die.
1: Okay, I'm gonna run back into the hallway, and open the next door.
0: Your ears are ringing and and there's been a flash in this room and, and it goes off and suddenly you hear footsteps running down the hallway. The bathroom door has been ripped open and whoever it is is fleeing down the
1: stairs. I'm gonna run after.
0: These are chase mechanics. He is getting down to the bottom of the stairs, and, and he does a hard turn. Uh, his movement speed is 7, and yours is 8. And he's got a little bit of a head start on you, but it's likely that you will catch him.
1: Yeah, let's chase after him.
0: You can see his cloak is billowing behind him as he runs down the stairs. How
1: far away would you say I Am?
0: Uh, You're going to be about 15 feet behind him.
1: Yeah, I don't want to just shoot him, because that doesn't get me answers. So let's try and chase him and tackle
0: him. Okay. All right, uh, you are able to catch up to him just as we get to the back door.
1: Okay.
0: He's sitting there, and he's struggling. He pauses to open the door just a moment, which is when you can catch him. And at this point, he pulls a knife.
1: Okay, I want to stay 15 feet. I want to back. So back up a few feet, point my gun at him, say, freeze.
0: All right, so you're going to go first. So you run up to, to, to grab at him. And then you see that he's holding a knife. It is your turn. What would you like to do?
1: I'm going to take a couple steps back so I'm out of knife range. Sure. But within shooting range. Yeah. And I'm going to tell him to to put the knife down.
0: I would like you to roll an Intimidate and you're going to have a bonus die because you are pointing a gun at him. Wonderful.
1: (laughs) 74. That is a failure.
0: So you're telling him to, to drop it? Are you going to do anything else?
1: Yeah, I'm going to hold my hold my shot in case he comes at me.
0: Okay. He is going to stop and look at you. And you see that this man is like a 17-year-old boy. And he looks absolutely terrified. He's holding the knife and the knife is dripping with blood.
1: Do I recognize him? No. Who are you?
0: He says, it's not my fault.
1: What's not your fault?
0: It's not my fault. They're, they made me do it. Who made you do it? I... I I, I I don't know them. The voices—they make you. They make you do things.
1: Let's get you help. Just put the knife down. You gotta put the gun away.
0: I gotta go. I have to go. They're waiting for me. If I don't go, they're gonna kill me. Where? Where do you have to go? I have to go meet them back back at the back at the burning house. Okay, you can go. And he just turns and he grabs the door and he throws it open and he runs.
1: I wanna go. I know where he's going, so that's fine. I'm going to go back upstairs and see if there is a dead person in a closet that that blood is from. Okay. So I want to go investigate the rest of the closets upstairs.
0: Sure. Give me a spot hidden to search the place. Or uh, 18.
1: Uh, that is a hard success.
0: You find a closet in the master bedroom. It's a very large closet, and in the middle of the closet is a puddle of blood, but no body. And as you back out and start to look around, you actually see a couple of droplets of blood that most people would miss that head towards the bed, and sure enough, you find that there's a body stuffed under the bed. This body is wearing a cloak. It's also got hands bound, and, uh, and there's a gag in its mouth. And this is a man in his 30s. His throat has been slit, and his eyes have been plucked out. Fun. I would like you to roll a sanity.
1: 25 is a success. Do I recognize this man? No, you don't. Uh, I'm going to pull him out from under the bed so that if the authorities come, they'll be able to see the body and I'm going to go back to the church, but I'm not going to go into the church. I want to watch the church for a little bit, uh, from the shadows to see who the reverend is bringing or if the reverend is bringing somebody back before I go into the church.
0: Okay. Uh, can I get a, uh, you don't need a spot, hidden. You're, you're. Where you are? Are you hiding though, as you watch?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's say I'm hiding.
0: So let's let's roll the stealth.
1: Uh, nineteen. Uh, that is a
0: success. You've got a pretty good vantage point to be able to see the church. You can't quite see the the other side of the church, obviously the back of it, but you can see where people would come along the road from either direction. How long are you going to wait?
1: How long was I?
0: You you would have been gone about an hour.
1: About an hour, and how? It is John's house closer or further away than... The it's closer. Closer than the police station. So it's probable that I ended up back there first. Yeah. So I'm willing to wait an hour or so. Okay. Yeah, let's wait an hour and see what happens.
0: Nothing happens for an hour. There is at one point a man that walks by uh, carrying a briefcase. He looks like he's headed to, a, to an early morning job somewhere in the direction of the nearest train station as well so yeah perhaps he's headed there and that's the only person that you see
1: okay i'm gonna head around the building and look through the reverend's windows uh to see if i can see him
0: the entire building is dark
1: okay does the reverend have a car
0: uh no he does not okay
1: i'm gonna find and i'm gonna head back to my hiding spot Mm -hmm. and wait for another half hour nothing well, let's go into the church, through the front door.
0: You've been in here before. Recently, less than 24 hours ago, you were in here. Yeah. So you know your way around, and there is electric light in here, in this main area. There isn't in the back, but in the front there is.
1: Yeah. I'm going to get my rifle back, and presumably there is a bell tower of some sort. Yep. Um, I would like to kind of sit peering over watching the roads um, to see if i can see any see him coming or watch for anything
0: you're up there for about 45 minutes before you see a police car slowly drive down the road and pull up in front of the church and stop and a man gets out wearing a large cowboy hat and he takes a deep breath and he starts walking towards the church he seems to be by himself
1: uh do i recognize this Cowboy hat and stature of person? Same size as Larkin, or...
0: This is 100% not Larkin.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to see if he enters the church. And if he does, then I will go down.
0: He's he's walking up the front steps towards it. You can't see, from your vantage point, you can't see the front door. (laughs) But he is walking right up to the front.
1: Okay, I will come down, but I will leave my rifle not in a visible spot, so if the stairs are covered I'll leave it kind of at the bottom of the stairs just inside. If it's a visible staircase, then I'll leave it at the top and come down and greet him.
0: There's a knocking on the door, and you hear a deep man's voice say, Robert Dillon? Yes? Is the sheriff?
1: Howdy, Sheriff. I hear you're having a bad night. That's for sure. Couldn't get much worse.
0: You and the good reverend have had a long talk. Yes, sir. And he's telling us that you're mighty upset. Yeah. I would be too, losing family as you have. And I hear reports that your farmhouse is burned down.
1: Yes, sir. My family's gone.
0: We would very much like to talk to you about what happened to your family.
1: I would like that as well. I'll go unlock the door.
0: And he's standing there with his hand on the butt of a pistol. And and he's looking at you and he says, now I need you to step out. Yes, sir. And I'm not going to go anywhere near you. We're just going to stand here and we're going to have a conversation.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I will step outside.
0: I want to hear what you have to say.
1: I, I will relay him the whole evening's details.
0: I would like you to roll a sanity just to stay in control. Yeah. A failure will not lose sanity. here.
1: Twelve. That is a success.
0: You're calmer now, but you're exhausted and you are able to get through it without any major embellishment. Are you talking to him about the creature?
1: No. I'm going to leave that part out. But that I was told to leave and uh, chased off by these men. I'm going to also leave out the part about John's house. Okay. Because I don't want him to know that I have been there. Because I don't want to be a suspect in that person's murder.
0: Okay. And what else? You talk about... Sarah and Margaret in the woods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell them that part. And yeah.
0: And you tell them what Larkin did to, to Slim.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that Slim's at the hospital. And I didn't know where else to go. So I came to see the Reverend.
0: And the sheriff's going to look at you and you say, Okay, my good man, we have quite the shit storm that has come down upon us in this little town in the last 24 hours. And it starts with your brother and his funeral. And it ends with the bloodbath. Your family seems to be in the center of it. You say your girls have gone missing. You say your wife has gone missing. And I'm going to need to take you in. But I want to tell you, I have the utmost sympathy for what you're going through. And Deputy Larkin has been removed from duty for firing at a car driving away. Even though you did show up covered in blood. He overreacted. He is currently sitting behind bars, cell right next to the reverend. We're just keeping everybody calm, we're keeping everybody together, we're keeping everything still. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna have a little conversation, we're gonna figure this out. Okay. But I gotta put these on you, and he pulls out handcuffs. Because at the very least, you say you killed John Redfield.
1: I'll come with you, peacefully.
0: And he's gonna throw them to you. He said, just put these on. Okay. And we're gonna go for a drive and we're gonna to get to the bottom of this. And
1: I will put them on, but having dealt with handcuffs regularly, I'm not going to latch them properly. Is that a sleight of hand?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely going to be a sleight of hand.
1: Yeah, well, and that's pretty poor. So let's uh, let's try it.
0: Uh, you uh, you have a history with the Pinkertons. You have a history with um, uh, dealing with the military and whatnot as well. I'm going to give you a bonus dice okay. on this as well. Thirty
1: nine. Nope, not a success.
0: So you sit there and you. Tighten them enough that you'd think that, you know, if you were to maybe grease up your hands, break your thumb, you might be able to slip one hand free, but it's, the, these cuffs are well made. Yeah. And he takes his hand off the butt of the pistol and he says, okay, sir, now I'm going to need you get in the back. I'm going to drive you in and I don't want you to worry. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to find your family.
1: Going to trust you, Sheriff.
0: And that's what they pay me for. So he loads you into the back and he starts to drive. He says... Now I have some good news and I have some bad news. And the bad news is your friend Slim did not make it through the night. But the good news is we did pick up your other man, Hank. And he's saying that there's a lot of shenanigans going on. And he says that uh, that you are not to be blamed for any of this. He came straight here. When I got called in, he was sitting there talking to Larkin.
1: Oh, I got a bad feeling about this sheriff. I, I think... I think Hank... They said something about an inside man, and I, I think Hank's in on it. I, I just want you to know that.
0: And he's going to pull the car off the side of the road, and he's going to turn and look at you and say, Mr. Dillon, I need to know who you think you cannot trust and who you think you can Because if you and I are going to sit down and have a legitimate conversation here with this much blood spilled in my town, I need to have all of the facts and not have this revealed to me later.
1: I think I uh, can trust... You and the Reverend. And I could have trusted Slim, but he's dead. And I don't know if I can trust anybody else. Uh, Do you have a lawyer? uh, Yeah, I got a man who's done... We're going
0: to call him in the morning. Okay. Fox looks out the window sullenly as the police car pulls up to the station, and Sheriff Yarborough escorts the exhausted rancher through the quiet building and into a jail cell in the back. Reverend Smith and Deputy Larkin both look at him, one with sympathy, the other with contempt. And the three men sit in silence for a very long time. Eventually, the Reverend begins to pray quietly, and Larkin laughs loudly and begins to mock him. The good sheriff breaks the men apart and escorts Ox to a side room to meet with his lawyer. By the time they return, Reverend Smith is dead on the floor of his cell. Deputy Larkin is nowhere to be seen. But Ox wouldn't have paid him any mind, because Robert Dillon's eyes were transfixed upon the look of terror on his friend's frozen face. And he will never forget the way that those dead eyes rolled in his head, shifted backward on a broken neck to spill out a large mass of squirming leeches. Ox is transferred to the jailhouse in Dallas later that afternoon while the sheriff begins his investigation but for all the ash and blood and missing people no real evidence could be found to either prove or deny the ranch's claims it isn't until sometime after Christmas the sheriff Yarborough begins to suspect that Amelia might be a place and not a woman and on the day before Valentine's Day he promises Ox and his lawyer that he will get real answers just before he boards a train to louisiana and that's the last anyone in texas ever saw of the sheriff one more ally gone and missing while ox sits alone in jail and gets more rest than he can bear this episode starred grady as robert ox Dillon. most of the music was provided by tyler at melodica's music The plot and story have been designed by Dan and Adam of the It's a Mimic podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been involved in this massive undertaking, and a special thank you to you, our listeners, and of course those of you who have donated at www.itsamimic.com. Elsewhere in the world, as a small group of strangers begins to truly comprehend the horrors that fill Radiance Valley in the wild Canadian North, a telephone rings on the desk of Special Agent Patrick O'Hara, summoning him to the outskirts of Giza in Egypt. In Jacksonville, Florida, business is booming in an illegal speakeasy beneath a library, and the two young women running it decide that maybe more firepower is needed to protect their business. Meanwhile, an asylum in the Frigid North transfers out its regular patients and begins the paperwork to bring as many convicted cannibals as possible under one roof. A lonely undertaker tries to soothe a handicapped child who is afraid of the dark, while a thousand miles away a one-legged priest wakes in a sweat, the recurring nightmare of an ecstatically blasphemous crucifix fading into the night with the echoes of his screams. Two owners of a small failing fishing and hunting shop hold a late-night strategy meeting about how to handle the bank manager in the morning, and while the withering town of Wallachine in the Rocky Mountains sees its railway engineering crew dwindle to a single, disillusioned man with fantasies of suicide, a charismatic young preacher in Amelia, Louisiana begins construction on a new church outside of town. But back in Texas, while Robert Ox Dillon rots in a cell, wondering about his family, 13 men outside of Denison line up his wife and two daughters on a barren hill and select poor Mabel to be the sacrifice this night in the name of the Black Goat of the Woods. Her daughters are dragged away screaming and crying to spend the next months in captivity, awaiting their turns on the end of a crooked blade while her husband prays and weeps silently in isolated misery. Neither the Dillon girls nor Sheriff Yarborough will ever return to Denison, Texas, but their destinies are not yet written. That night, however, poor Mabel is placed on the obsidian altar, and the ritual of the Thousand Young begins. Her adrenaline keeps her conscious for a cruel amount of time despite the number of parts that are removed. It is a testament to her stubbornness, But poor Mrs. Dillon never screamed into the night sky. But the creatures of nightmares heard her anguish regardless. Most of her pieces are taken to Louisiana, although some are shipped to Colorado, Florida, Saskatchewan, and a handful of other locations around North America. There they will begin to fester and rot, and provide doorways for a fungus from another realm to creep into our world. By the time the ritual is complete, and Hank's hands are dark with the blood of his first victim. Mabel's body will be cold. The creatures beneath the buried ziggurat in Giza will have awoken. The messenger of the gods will open his sixth eye, and the apocalypse will be one step closer. Join me on the 13th of every month for the next year, as we move from the deep dark of radiance to explore these other paths. Who will live, and who will die, and what perils lie upon the many roads
1: to Amelia.